Yo, welcome to Conversations with Working Men, baby. We back again. This is our compilation episode from season one. Season one was all the episodes we've done from the very beginning until the last one that y'all got. Me and Matt put our brains together. We listened to all of them and we pulled out all the best clips, all the funniest things from all the episodes, piled them together and made one good compilation episode for y'all for season one. Season two's coming in, in the winter. Uh, be ready for that. Be looking out for that. It's going to drop. We're going to be making announcements. We're going to be making all kinds of progress in our success. You know what I'm saying? So watch out for that. Holler back at us. Let us know what y'all doing. Talk to working man at gmail.com. The working man on Twitter and Facebook. Holler at us, y'all. Peace. In the beginning, since we're in the Genesis. In Genesis. Way in the back. So me and Matt are co-workers right created by god yeah exactly <laughs> well okay well starting beginning we're gonna fast forward 25 years right okay 28 years whatever you know and uh yeah so we're co-workers and you know we're getting to know each other talking chopping it up whatever and uh i have been really into i don't want to call it self-help but more of self-education self-education Self and empowerment, personal development, personal development. There yes, we go. that's what they call it. Personal, personal development. development. Mm-hmm. So I've been into that personally, like in my own world, on my own. Self help is like an industry, but personal development is more so the term that you want to use. Yeah, there we go. So I was teaching myself how to be successful. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which so I, everyone needs to do out there right now. You know, it sounds like a basic concept, but a lot of people don't think it's it. too much work. Like, mm-hmm. you know, to go mm-hmm. read a book books are instrumental yeah you know like like platform you read a book you learn information you process the information read it again you'll process another information it's just like music you listen to a kendrick lamar song you feel some type of way about it the first time yeah yeah then yeah. you listen to it again and you're like wait was, what did he say rewind that oh snap you listen to it again what what there's another one like that song king kunta that's how i feel about j cole though oh dude j cole that whole album top to bottom i haven't listened to it multiple times and i'm like i still listen to him like what did he just say yeah you know what song trips me out on that album every time i listen to it in a new way what that 03 adolescent song where he's talking to his homie yes about how they idolize each other right bro if that ain't that was a dope track if that ain't the realest yes that was the realest that was the realest (sighs) yeah especially when he was talking about homegirl in the beginning he referred to her at the end about she messed she messed out on like the illest nigga alive i was like oh Oh yes Right Oh girl if you heard that If you heard that He was talking to you <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying But Even or even going to that album That album Was kind of around the time Where I started Really investing in this idea Of self belief And You know Not even chasing your dreams But like living your dreams Like if you could see it You could be it Kind of thing Yeah, yeah You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying So That's where my mentality Has been at For the last I don't know, six months. It's May now, like six, seven months, right? So anyway, me and Matt are talking and and he's telling me about how he wants to uh, start, you know, being a speaker and like motivational and all these things. And I'm telling him like, dude, you should jump on YouTube because you have one of the most entertaining 
just raw personalities you know what i'm saying like i mean this guy is just a ball of energy you know what i'm saying well and thank it's you like thank you inspiring energy it's not just like dude shut the fuck up man like all you do is talk you're always smiling that big old dumb grin like hey no nah, it's hey, not even hey. like that no no, no i'm, I'm yeah, giving you a compliment yeah. okay, okay? Thank you, comparing thank you, you, you thank know you. my smile uh, is beautiful <laughs> it gets uh, the women yeah i'm not and it gets no, me jobs no comment um <laughs> anyways uh yeah so Anyway, we just started chopping it up about this whole mentality, you know, and then we'd constantly be having conversations about it, blah, blah, blah. You know, we just, that would turn into our thing. Like, we get to work and we just start chopping. Yeah, game, it definitely know? would turn into a thing where I would get excited about talking to him about things that I was reading or maybe a video that I had watched or some epiphany mm-hmm. that I had or what I was doing because, you know, I work two jobs right now. Uh-huh. And so... You know, a lot of my coworkers at the uh, the community center. You know, that's pretty much the only job that they have. So when my coworkers, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my coworkers, you know, I'm a hustler mindset. My whole goal is I'm gonna get money, and so I work two jobs. One, I work about. 35 to 40 hours a week and then the teen center or the community center I put in about 10 to 15 hours a week and so they would always admire how much energy that I had coming straight off one job and going into the next and then going home to work out and so that mindset of letting them know that like, this is what my goal is like there's a purpose behind all this movement all and this it, activity. it wasn't cocaine that's I, what blew my mind no comment <laughs> <laughs> I can't let you guys know the secrets, right? but it was a focus on knowing that there was a lot more out there for myself than just following the ant trail of people going to work in and out everywhere, every single day, like the ant trail. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, that's not me. So yeah. this is how we got started in our conversation, you know, with the secret. We both ended up reading or listening to the secret at the same time. Yeah. And that started becoming our thing we went to work we talk about different things that we learned and we experienced and ideas and I admired Luis because his responses and opinions were very intellectual and it surprised me because I would never thought that, that he was that smart would I look like a dumb fuck no <laughs> I knew he was smart but I didn't think he was that smart yeah you know um, I kind of view it as like my appeal whether it be intellectual sexual or whatever else you may want to classify <laughs> Hold on, it's getting there, it's getting there Okay, okay I view myself as a burrito Ooh Okay uh, A Ground Chipotle burrito Okay You know Ooh, that's a big burrito That's the point I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big guy It's like, look at this big ass burrito looking motherfucker, right? Double the meat? Uh, oh, huh, huh, huh At lucid underscore You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless <laughs> uh, A burrito you judge a burrito by how big it is because right. they all look the fucking same. They're just a tortilla. Right. Until you bite into that shit and you get a real taste of what it's all about. Okay. Then you're yeah. like, damn, yeah. I fuck with this place. Not just this burrito. <laughs> but I fuck the, with the, the place, place that made it. I fuck with all the ingredients in it. I want extra ingredients. I'm getting this burrito all the time. That's me. That's you. I look like the average big dude, whatever. But you, you take a bite into who I am. Bruh, you're hooked. You're putting hot sauce on it because you want it. You want it. You like the taste. You like the flavor. You like it all. You know what Next I'm saying? Next time I go to Chipotle, I'm getting the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I know I don't want to be biting into no Louise. You're going to bite into it. <laughs> Loose it. Hey. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, bro, yeah. All right. Bowls I was going to make no. that. Never mind. I'm going to say that for <laughs> later. 
that's was that was the plan. You go to college, you're going to be successful. Yeah. But then college enrollment started skyrocketing. So imagine now you got way more uh, people out there in the population that have college degrees. So with that, that, that saturates the market now. Uh-huh. So now employers have way more competitors that have the bachelor's degree, you know, versus like the high school diploma. So now you got fewer people. So if you look at it on, on a pyramid scale, at the bottom of the pyramid is now the bachelor's degree, which used to be high school diplomas, you got to make up to the second tier to be more competitive with the master's degree. Exactly. And you got to make it to the next tier to be, you know, a doctorate degree if you want to be even more competitive. Yeah. So now that we have so many bachelor's degrees holders out there, so many people enrolled in college, bachelor's degrees ain't really shit. Bachelor's degrees are like gonorrhea. I don't want to compare it to gonorrhea, bro, because I don't want to have gonorrhea. <sighs> I mean, this is. I want to. All right, all right. Let's throw that one away. Let's throw that one away. <laughs> let's throw horrible. that one away. That's just that horrible. Or was you even compared to gonorrhea? <laughs> I don't understand where you're going with this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, uh, in the sense that a lot of people have. You it. have a bachelor's degree. <laughs> you got an STD <laughs> by default. <laughs> I mean, oh, the entire shit. country is infected. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just can't believe he went there. You know, that one might have been a mistake. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and retract that. I'm man enough to realize when I messed up and that it's not going to work. And, you know, there some people were kind of like, what the hell is this we're talking about? My face I feel is the so same high. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Like if you go to the well, club, of course that makes sense. Values based on the price, so it would be more like values based on the brand because well, brand exactly, yeah, brand the, and the price brand. go hand in hand. Because the value, if yeah. it's a higher value, then it's going to have a higher price. But let's say you know the value is correlated with the brand because the brand obviously speaks on go. the quality of the liquor, who makes it, the popularity, yeah. you know how. What, but that's what not the, always necessarily true. Like okay, for but instance, value increases price though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay, part, so yeah. like Ciroc, but hip hop artists use it, so that way the price is just a little bit higher. Yeah. But, but as far as quality, yeah. that's not always true. Like for instance, if I show up to a party with a handle of Kirkland Signature, <laughs> something. <laughs> They gonna look at me like this cheap ass <laughs> motherfucker went to fucking Yo, Costco, spent twelve dollars on a handle, gonna show up to the party like turn up. No, but if I walk in that same party with the handle of let's say Hennessy Black or some uh, Gentleman's Jack, right? Or I show up with some uh, Smirnoff, whatever damn flavor you want, vodka, whatever. Then I look like oh he spent at least thirty dollars to contribute to the party. Hey, you're that guy. Yeah, yeah. You see, you seen super bad, right? I did see super bad. I'm like Seth in this motherfucker. I walk in here. <laughs> Who's Seth? I'm Seth. Let's take a shot to me. Like I'm that guy. If I show up with a name brand bottle, like what? Why? Who's to say Kirkland? Did Seth end up with the blood on his pants? <laughs> you know what he did? But that's because he lives a life of just doing it. He just does it. He's Nike. Seth is out there. Seth is the man. You're like nicknamed Seth for the rest of the show. You know what? I'm cool with that. All right, Seth, let's Are do Are you this. McLovin? I'm McLovin, baby. You want to know why? Why? Because McLovin, little nerdy, the coolness is there, and he don't give a damn. He goes out there. McLovin got laid in that movie. <laughs> Out of everybody there. All right. I'm McLovin. Oh, my God. It's in. It's in. Oh, it's in. It's in. That's McLovin, bro. That's you. 
You know what? You know what's crazy? Back right. in the day, I yeah. was Seth. You were Seth? I was Seth. I was like, oh, You look like Seth. I'm the cool one. Yeah, I'm bigger. I'm, you know, got the curly little Jufro going on. You were blah, drawing blah, penises blah. in class? No. <laughs> no, I, I never, <laughs> never did that. Might have hit a, might have, my dick might have hit somebody's foot before, but no. Uh, <laughs> I was like the guy who was scheming, always scheming for the girls. Oh, we got to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Blah, 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 blah. And then I end up falling in love with the chick and ruin it. <laughs> okay Like in high school Kind of thing You know Anyway Did you have the porn The porn subscriptions And everything Nah bro I found no value in that To spend oh. my money on that When they got the free stuff online Bro Let me tell you Like Just straight up I learned about that stuff When I was nine Whoa I know right When internet came out In 1995 96 I think What was it I was born in 87 So 96 I learned about that stuff In 96 I'm gonna tell you My first experience With the internet Dad, don't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when internet first came out and we had AOL, the dad was like, Your son's about to watch porn. The Your son's about to watch porn. Three websites I went to was Disney.com. Wait, you said Disney? Disney.com. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I was nine years old, bro. He's like, ooh, Hillary Duff. No, Disney. Mm. Did, Hillary Duff probably didn't have a website. She was like in my age, probably still trying to join the Disney squad, whatever the case may be. Um, I think I'm older than her anyway. Besides the point, <laughs> Disney.com, uh, Nickelodeon.com, and... Dirty Black Sluts. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! This conversation is not supposed to go there. Daddy's favorite dick-sucking daughter. <laughs> Where are you going with this? No, that was a website. Okay, was it? it was it. It was it. Okay, the dot com air. No, it was just Playboy. Gosh, because I knew there uh, were magazines. Oh. Uh, uh, okay, that's good. It was just Playboy.com. And the first two women that I saw was Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson. You old, bro. I, I'm trying to tell you. Pamela Anderson is <laughs> non-existent right now. She doesn't get no play in the news. Did you get off of that and go play Atari? I just saw big titties. <laughs> And pictures. And you know what? I had a color printer and a printer mount made a binder. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs schoolwork? I'm just I want telling you. In my book. I'm just telling you. And I then they got it. Like you said, it went from pictures to videos to free sites. Bro, that industry has evolved. Anyway, billion dollar in value. <laughs> yeah. Back to the point. Back to the point again. Different alcohols have different values. <laughs> It's the money is the driving force, just like it is behind anything, because the bottom line is sex sells. Think about the last Carl's Jr. commercial you, you listened to. With Kate Upton? Right. And she was talking about that all natural. Oh, this is all natural. 100%. And that, that, that was a, what's the, a double entendre for her titties, because they're all natural. That's her titties. Right. You know? I, I like how you, double entendre. Uh -huh. I just learned a new word today. You I don't even know what. Un, nope. That means when there's a sexual, or there's two meanings. Yeah. Or a sexual innuendo to it, and then a regular thing. Okay. You know, okay. like when you walk in, or you work at Subway. If I worked at Subway, yeah. I'd be like, hey, girl, you want a foot long? <laughs> She's going to say yes. And I'm like, okay. I'm gonna get right. then. She'd be like, oh, what? I mean, uh, what kind of bread do you want that on? You know? Double entendre, right? Just a little example. Hey, smart people. We learning words on here on The Working Man. <laughs> yeah, man, but sex sells everything. Bro, when I heard that, so let me tell you. Now, 
Cartoons sell sex too. Oh, dude, man, this is the sad part, bro. Like, if you watch cartoons now, yeah, that you used to watch back in the day, there's so many uh, sexual innuendo jokes and things that they say. Of course, and you're just like, what the fuck was I watching? Because it's trying to capture an adult audience as well. Because we want to see the kids can't pick up on that yet because they're not into that um, that mindset. Like their mind can't really comprehend what it's saying. But us as adults, we're like. Oh, I know what you just said there. Yeah, but okay, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Right, at heart. Like, I do all that shit. And me as a parent, if I were, not that I, I'm not a parent, but if I was a parent, like I had a kid that was cartoon watching age. Yeah. And they're sitting here watching SpongeBob or uh, any of these other shows, and I'm getting these sexual reference jokes, I'm not going to let my kid watch that show anymore. Parents don't care these days. They, They should. And the reason is because... These people who write these scripts, when they make these shows, yeah. they write the scripts out, they draw the pictures by hand, you know, and then, or on their computer or whatever, they know what the hell they're doing. It's not like, oh, well, it was an accident. No, because you do it all the time, every fucking episode. They're, <laughs> they're, they're uh, what's the word? Subliminal messaging these Subliminal kids. Subliminal messaging all throwing day. Throwing all these sexual things in their head as children. So they grew up hearing it and becoming okay with it. Oh, I've watched it. My parents let me watch it. Blah, blah, blah. Little seeds, little seeds of sexual shit. And then earlier and earlier and earlier, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, these kids start doing sexual stuff they start uh, do you know what show i hated the most what freaking degrassi bro drake drake like aubrey aubrey graham all day all Will day jimmy <laughs> maybe no, then again maybe I, he will it oh, was one of those name. it was one of those shows that every time i saw my sister watching it there was something so just out of her age range that yeah. was being displayed whether it was um, bisexual love or gayness or violence or like depression and rape or, or suicide yeah. or like all these thoughts that I feel like a 11 year old should not be exposed to this yeah. on a children's channel exactly. so early why are you giving these kids this yeah I would tell my mom nothing would happen like my sister would stay in front of that Degrassi TV all day long bro I could not stand it was one of those things I was like you know what we need to ban this show because it's exposing young kids to such adult themes way too early for them to really understand it yeah man and it's like like the show uh, Secret Life of American Teenagers you ever seen that one yep yeah that one dude those kids are fucking everybody there's like the good little religious girl who gets turned out and she starts banging everybody the girl the main girl uh, from all these like uh divergent and all that i forgot her name shanna whatever it don't matter horrible with names but yeah. yeah she's pregnant in the show and she's a freaking sophomore or something like that like it's like dude like okay these kids are watching this show they're getting invested in it they're relating to some of the scenarios and now it's like okay well you can you can make you can get pregnant in high school like at 15 happens. yeah Who's sure you know you know and that all stems from these cartoons that are out here like okay disney princess let's be real bad as fuck bro it was bad princess jasmine jasmine was on point princess jasmine i mean bro like raja she had a pet tiger that tiger though i wish i was that That long ponytail you already know bro she she, looked like she had hips though oh maybe we want to date an indian chick don't lie do you trust me I'm not even going to okay. get into my falsetto <laughs> right now. Bruh, I mean, she was wearing like a bustier 
Yeah. And like some all midriff showing, all midriff, all of that showing, all of that. How old was she in that movie? I have no 15 clue. Fifteen or sixteen, probably. She was you a princess. Uh, what other movie? Um, they sold sex in uh, Beauty and the them. Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Teach men you could be an animal and still catch a bad girl. Exactly. Well, that wasn't necessarily sex. It was sexual, uh, like encounter, like the whole, you know, trying to, or not even sexual, but like trying. Well, actually, he was. He was attracted to her like that. Yes, he was. And he was trying to change who he was to uh, get at her or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Little Mermaid, bro. <sighs> Ariel. Ariel. Have you ever seen a final redhead? Under the sea. <laughs> Yeah, see men. <laughs> You're stupid. Well, he was a sailor, you know? Like, they were, they were in boats, man. <laughs> Nonetheless, you get what I'm saying. Like, okay, think of it this way Halloween. Yeah. When these adults dress as these characters, they're not doing too much different to their costumes to look like the person, but still be a sexy whatever. Yeah. You know, like Not a, feel it. a grown woman could wear Princess Jasmine's outfit and be a sexy Princess Jasmine. And be a super without sexy. Without a stretch. With, without even trying. You know, well, unless saying? she's like Phoenicia. Who? <laughs> <laughs> None. Just a uh, reference off of, you already know. Yeah. Oh, brilliant it, idiots? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fatima. Keyword fat Ema. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant idiots. Charlemagne. Shout out Charlemagne. Andrew Shells. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, but nah. Yeah, dude, like the cartoons, like Family Guy. Yeah. American Dad. Family Guy. Stewie's out here fucking babies. He's having sexy parties all the time. Dude, like. Sexy party. You know, like you're sitting here and you're letting your kids watch this and they're instilling all this sexual shit into their head for the main reason of selling them things using that medium when they're old. Yeah. So I I firmly believe in the king and queen theory as far as relationships go, right? Yeah, no so definitely. So the man is the king, the woman's the queen, right? Right. But then there's chicks out here that I've come across uh, either talking to in person or seeing profiles on like dating websites or whatever it is, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Where they, ha they have it in their mind that, okay, I'm the queen, I'm supposed to be the queen, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, you're supposed to treat me like this, 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 and this. You're supposed to spoil me like this, 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 and this. Right, blah, right, blah. right. And I'm not going to settle for any other shit, right? Yeah. That's not the point. Okay. The point is the king and queen thing, you aren't supposed to settle for people who don't treat you the way you're supposed to be treated. Yeah. That's the bottom line, right? Bottom line. So these you. chicks that have this sense of entitlement that feel like they deserve to be this, 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 and this, and they don't do the work to earn it. They just feel like, well, I'm your girl. You're supposed to spoil me. You're supposed to pay for everything. You're supposed to put your jacket down so I can walk over a puddle. You're supposed to carry me through the door thresholds, this, this, yeah. and this, right? But at the same time, it's like, what are you doing to deserve that treatment? This dick ain't free. My name is Kendrick Lamar. This dick ain't free. Exactly, man. Like, okay, so you're not going to settle for a guy who is going to be a pushover. Yeah. Or who isn't going to be a pushover, I mean. Who's not going to do this, all this shit, but you are acting like entitled, like. 
Who are you? Who the fuck? Sit down and take your fake nails off and all that makeup and that weave. Take it off and be a real person <laughs> and understand that life is about yin and yang. If you ain't yinning, we ain't yanging. And we ain't swaying. <laughs> all day. Splash. <laughs> no, but I mean, that comes, to the, that comes to the point where it's like, okay, so that kind of energy putting that type of energy is only going to attract a certain kind of guy because a guy who sees his value and knows that he deserves and that he's not going to settle for a woman who isn't going to make him better yeah realizes that that is the chick who's going to bring him down because that attitude is what makes us angry it's what makes us feel undeserving and stressed stressed out it makes us feel worthless it makes us feel like uh, almost trapped in a way if and we really that's like this why girl. they tend to cheat yes because they're not happy yes they're trying to find somebody else and they don't see any their other value. any other option right they want they don't want to leave you because they've already settled and they don't see that they can do better so they're gonna go out and try to fuck something real quick and get a little bit of joy self-esteem to you boost know, the self-esteem yeah. and they're going to do it enough to where they feel like they can go out and get something and then they'll leave your ass if they don't get caught. If they don't get caught first. You know? And then they get ready up so then they got to go find stuff anyway. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's the same mentality of, um, you know, you're, you're, you're not make you're not increasing my value or matching my value. Yeah. And you're not, we're not, we're not treating each other like royalty. Yeah. That yeah, the king and queen thing. I didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. You got to go back into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that so was, that was the way the way I view it, right? Right. So the queen makes the king legendary. Every guy should already be a king, which means he should treat himself as such. Yeah. So that encompasses. Uh, how you carry yourself, right. your confidence, how you speak about yourself, how right. you speak about others, how you treat others. Yeah. Make yourself a king. Stand out amongst all these peasants out here, which is all these other niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be a king. Kings kick it with other kings. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. If you're a king, be about it and you will attract the queen. Now, the queen is the woman who does all the same things, right? So a queen and a king getting together makes a royal family. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily kids or nothing like that, but right. it's a royalty. It's a right. bond. The queen is going to uplift the king and the king being uplifted in turn takes the queen with him. So they both grow. It's kind of, I touched on it a little bit in the very first episode when I was talking about being a super saiyan and y'all both going to hit that level five, <laughs> you know, super saiyan mode. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same idea. Well, it is the same idea, just a different terminology. But with that said, you can't settle as you being a king, you can't settle for, let's say, a princess. I'm learning so much shit right now. Like, I was so gay. <laughs> I'm like, bro, if they... You know, listen, y'all, I hope y'all taking notes because this is dope. Most of the chicks out here act like peasants. Right. Okay? Basic uh, bitches. Basic bitches. <laughs> peasants. So if you're out here acting like a peasant... Right. Hoping and praying to get you a king, you a might prince get a king. One day? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you might get a king or a prince charming, and you're gonna wake up and he ain't gonna be there in the morning because you don't deserve to see him in the morning. If you're a queen, the king will come and build his castle around you. Ooh. 
He will build his army to protect his castle. Right. And he will do all he can to make sure his queen is safe. What about you, right? Reading, bro? Uh, nothing about this, man. This is, <laughs> whatever. You know? And in turn, what yeah. does the queen do? The queen takes care of the castle. Mm-hmm. She takes care of the king, mm-hmm. giving the king the motivation and drive and love necessary to hold that castle down and as soon as the queen starts acting like well this castle ain't big enough and my dress ain't flashy enough and you ain't you know you out here trying to hold down the kingdom but you ain't holding me down like i need more attention all day blah 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 you know well what's that gonna do that's gonna distract the king from holding down the castle that's gonna distract him from sending the army out to raid all these other motherfuckers in there trying to tear them down and what's gonna happen there's gonna be an invasion of insurgents and the king's gonna fuck one and he's gonna leave your ass because he's a king he knows his value and he's gonna start another kingdom or vice versa the queen is gonna leave because the king ain't doing his shit I just wanna bravo motherfucker man don't settle man like, don't settle okay it's this I'm a, looking for a queen the, right now where's she at the polar opposite that's where she at the polar opposite of a king being with a queen, yeah, right, is a peasant striving to be with a king, right? Yeah. So what do you got to do? You got to wish, dream, set a goal, and not fucking worry about what it takes to get to the goal. You just go for it. So you're you, talking about like a peasant can become a queen. Definitely. Yeah, okay. A basic bitch can get her shit together and become a quality woman. You definitely. You know, basic bitch meaning, let's say... No job, looking for a man to take care of her, has... Always trying to find guys to buy you drinks in the club. Yeah, you know... We um, don't look on point. Using titties, booty, legs, cleavage, Still wearing all legs of that when you go to out. attract guys for just attention. Right. And all this other stuff. Right. Thirst trapping niggas on Thursdays. Gossiping all day long on your Instagram. All that. Starting beef, getting jealous, starting fights with other girls. Causing unnecessary drama, shopping at Walmart, all these basic bitch tendencies. Walking around with your do-rag still on. Coming with uh, the ripper slippers. <laughs> Shout out to 2007. You know what I'm saying? You got pop-up goes in your underwear. <sighs> you know, not feeling good about yourself and uh, portraying that to people. Bar mama's pants. Being angry about your mistakes is yeah. the most biggest basic bitch thing in the world. Being so, angry about your mistakes? Yeah, like my, I like that. You know, like, oh, yeah, I'm fat, so fuck you. Or, oh, I'm broke, so fuck you. Oh, my hair is nappy, so fuck you. <laughs> like, who are you? Sit down and fix your shit. Oh, you peasant-ass motherfucker. Right. So, it's like, okay, you're a peasant. Fine. Acknowledge it. Hashtag, not hashtag. The key concept of the working man is to acknowledge your position and not be happy with it and strive for better, right? Embracing so, where you're at and taking it to a whole nother level. Exactly. So these peasant women need to understand, I'm just a peasant right now. I want to be a queen so I can be with the king and be happy like I want deep down inside. Okay, recognize I'm a peasant. Right. See what a queen does. Get there. So do you tell me that these niggas or these poppers can be the same thing? Exactly. Yeah, they can grow. They can... They can Acknowledge where they're at. Yeah. 
but and the they thing is, set the, their goal on the queen of the kingdom, who obviously doesn't have anybody to court her or treat her like the queen that right? she deserves to be. But they know that there's a a, a bastard ass prince around here uh-huh. that thinks just because he's got the title that he can walk away with a princess and be like, "Cool, happily ever after." No, you don't deserve her. But you know what? As a popper, I'm not going to get recognized by a queen. So I need to step my game up. Mm-hmm. I need to work hard. Mm-hmm. I need to set goals. Mm-hmm. Stop dreaming. Yep. Put in the effort and get to where I need to be to where I can be recognized as a potential king. Exactly. Because yeah. every queen has her own kingdom. Yeah. She's running her own She's shit. She's running her shit. You know what I mean? She's the queen of the kingdom. We in a new day and age. You know what I mean? But a queen can't marry anybody and make them the king. Yeah. The queen needs to be with the king. Yeah. And in order to be with the queen, you need to make yourself a motherfucking king out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the queen's going to be up in her castle holding her shit down. She's not going to see you standing at the gates begging for her to open the door. She's going to need you to come in with your motherfucking entourage. They're holding you up on one of those things where the niggas hold the shit on their shoulders and you're in the chair. Uh-huh. You, uh-huh. you need to come in with one oh, of those. Yeah. Like Aladdin motherfucking Aladdin. came That's in. What we're talking about. That shit. You need to come in there like that. That's when a queen will recognize <laughs> you. That means you got your shit together. Right. You're intelligent. You're yeah. articulate. You dress well. You look good. You got a nice job. You got all this shit. And you're not cocky about it. You got to come in like, I'm I'm the king. I know I'm the king. I don't need to tell you I'm the king because you can see I'm the king. That's when the queen's going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's fine. Right? Is that Lucid? That concert? What? Oh, damn. Shit. I was at work. I was on my lunch break, right? I was sitting outside. I went to, uh, where did I go? Mr. Pickles, right? Trying that place out for the first time, you know, off Laguna. Yeah. So I was out there and I was eating outside. It was a nice day, you know what I'm saying? And I was just sitting there eating and shit. Ate my food and I'm just chilling, right? So I put my post for the uh, the blog going up. Mm-hmm. And I did my little post, put that out. And then I'm just sitting there chilling, you know what I'm saying? Like drinking my drink, looking around. And I realized and I was like, dude, like I've never really paid attention to it. But like. Right, right. Like. 90% of the people that I saw that yeah. were couples walking around were like two different races. 90%? 90%? I started to count. Like, it, I don't know if 90%, but I'm not going to do the math right now because, I mean, it's it's 9.30 and I've been up for over 12 hours, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel Way you. over 12 I feel hours. You. I feel you. But um, it was, it was something like... Seven out of eleven, or something. Seven, seven out of twelve. I forget something around there. Your ratio shit is fucked up. Stop trying to do math. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Nonetheless, the majority of the couples that I saw walking around, or the the children, they were either like mixed babies or interracial couples. And I was like, I know it's out. It's like it's just accepted, you know, kind of. Especially right. me being a mixed person. Yeah, like it's not an issue. But I've never noticed it. Notice and I how noticed many it. just. Yeah, no, and I I feel you on that. It was just everywhere, and I'm just like, dude, this is pretty dope. Like, you think, like, 50 years ago, this would have been hell nah. 10 years ago, a, a white, well, not 10 years ago, because it's 2010. 10 years now. ago, you would have got the joke, oh, you got jungle fever, ha ha, yes, you messing yes. with the monkeys. 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah, that blonde girl, kryptonite. Right? No, you know. the one that made me really notice it was that, <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> it was like the shorter asian dude right. he was like five four okay asian dude uh he was a little 
little yoked a little bit. Nothing crazy. Like he hit the gym. He, he kept he in shape. He some taekwondo, maybe. You know, cut up a little bit. He was a small dude, though. Okay. And he was with this, like, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, thick black chick. And she was no, dark. No, really? She was dark. And they was walking, holding hands. And I was like... Obviously, that's going to make you realize some shit. That's like, going to make you stare. That's going to be like, what? And then you look around like, yo, okay, well, this, it looked like an Indian dude. Was, I was sure as hell about to say some Indian. Yeah, there was an Indian dude, older guy with his wife who looked to be maybe Filipino or some type of Asian. Right. And then their two daughters. The daughters are probably, one of them like 16, the other one was probably like 14, you know? Yeah. They had their earphones on. They were not paying attention to anyone in their conversation. They were like growing, teenagers, you know, that whole phase you go through. Um, and but there parent, was a lot of like interracial, like biracial, just combination everywhere. that you were seeing. Everywhere, dude. I was like, damn. And it made me think like, this is officially like. 2015, like it's not even a thought anymore. Like this just is what it is. Maybe in our area in California, I think. Well, yeah, here, I think here. because in California we're we're a, a diver, we're like the like America melting is the melting pot. pot of the world. Well, we're the melting pot of America. Yeah, in yeah, a yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. You know, you, you, I when I was in Florida, there was not a lot of by interracial a lot of things. Like you, you could see it, but it wasn't a dominant thing that you uh-huh. saw. There was a lot of blacks, there was whites, and there was blacks and there was whites. There's some Puerto Ricans, maybe some Jamaicans, but you didn't see. Black and white, Asian, Indian, Puerto Rican, Filipino. You don't uh-huh. see all that. When yeah. I came back to California, I went to Costco one day. And I'm like, you know, there's a lot of fucking people in Costco. I hate uh-huh. going to Costco, by the way. It can't stand. <laughs> it's like L.A. traffic, but with shopping carts. Damn. Nonstop. <laughs> a week. <laughs> I'm a week. And samples. Never know what time you go. Yeah, and samples. Car accidents. Distractions on the side you of the know? road. That's getting people to stop. He's like, fuck, I'm trying to get some food real quick. But anyway, um... Yeah, when I walked there, I, was, I realized that there was just so much diversity just within the California community that did not compare to when you go places like Atlanta, you go to you know yeah. Orlando, Florida, the down south there. You because that's those mindsets, those cultures down there just aren't ready. They're still happening, uh-huh. but it's so much harder to transform because you still got baby boomers and people that were before that grandparents and grandparents. They're like, you bring home a black child to my white home, right? Something's going down. Yeah, but those ones are starting to get old and go senile now, and it's not. Well, once you know, all next, y'all die, yeah. maybe we can go ahead and live our lives. In the next 10, <laughs> 10, 10 to 15, you know, that issue won't be as heavy. <laughs> yeah, man, but I mean, so music to me, there's there's good music now. Yeah. It's starting to yeah. come back. It's starting to be out there, like the as far as rap goes, mm-hmm. since that's predominantly what I like. The Kendricks, the J. Coles, the Wale's, a lot of... The, there's a lot of Sacramento music actually out here popping. Really? That's pretty dope. Uh, a couple guys that we featured on some of our, yeah. our podcasts. Yeah, Keep it so solid right. dudes. The homie Swayze. We got uh, Diano. I think that's how you pronounce it. Denoche. He changed it, I think. Uh, the homie Nino. They got some slaps on there. Keep it so solid, folks. We got Chewy and all these fools out here that's been rocking. Right, C+. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard but, a couple tracks. Yeah. So... And then there's other, like, the more mainstream people who are out here doing it and shit. But I feel like the essence of the music, like it was back in the day when we were growing up, Mm -hmm. the kids today aren't really getting that same 
content. The content, like how you were saying, how you you felt an emotion and you you found the song, and there was something to listen to. You know what I mean? Now it's like every song's about the turn up or or fuck that bitch or. Uh, I can't stand the repetitiveness of some of these tracks that make it so that there are that make it to like that popular status. Yeah. Of Rack City bitch, Rack Rack City bitch, Rack City bitch, Rack Rack City bitch, Rack City bitch, fifty twenty titties. Nigga, get the point. Ooh, do stanky leg. Yeah, right. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is the stanky leg? I don't know, bitch. Wash yourself. Um. Oh my gosh, there is. I forgot his fucking name already. See, I don't know anything. I, I wish I would have a better memory when it came to artists and music. Uh-huh. But uh, no, there was a song that just I just felt it was the most retarded rap song ever, and <laughs> why it ended up on radio, I have no clue. A and R representatives and uh, and and radio officials who are allowing this content all these program to infect my ears. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know, man. Like these kids are growing up now. Yeah. Uh, I work with kids, so I see this every single day. I hear it every day. Uh, They're growing up with, like, this garbage music, man, that they think is, like, life. Right. They're basing their life off of this shit. They do. And it's, like, snapbacks and tattoos. The fuck is that? (laughs) What the fuck are you going to write a song about fucking snapbacks and tattoos? (laughs) At least do something more elegant like grills or Air Force Ones. (laughs) I was at Fort <laughs> <Ellicott>. <laughs> You know? Fuck snapbacks and tattoos. Hey, they were doing that back some uh, Adidas and Run DMC. At least the songs were dope. <laughs> this is the hook. <laughs> snapbacks and tattoos. Snapbacks and, and tattoos. Some, some, some. Snapbacks and tattoos. Nigga, would your, your fucking daughter write that song? She had something. <laughs> snapbacks, tattoos. Snapbacks, tattoos. Hey, Daddy, hey, I have snapbacks and tattoos. That'd be a good song to write. Hmm, hey, uh, let me write that down, huh? <laughs> Big boys stomping them up. Nigga, that shit's fire. That Air Force Ones. Right. Let me see your grill. Hey. I let you see my what? Yeah, your grill. Yeah. That's music, hey, man. That song, one, got me to buy more Air Force Ones. Right. That song, Grills, two, got me to get a grill. Right. I lost it when I was drunk one night. <laughs> but I had it because that song was really popular. And Paul Wall and Mike Jones. Mike Jones? Who? <laughs> right. They had the essence of making me like hip hop, the culture. They led the way. It's like, this is what's cool. You guys do it too. Yeah. But I don't know. Can we really say that that's not happening with today's hip hop culture? Because, I mean, what were grills back in the day? And, but I still got one. Yeah. Air Force Ones were shoes, but yet and people were still buying them. Yeah. Well, I mean, just as far as content, as far as. As far as, 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 the content hey, as far nowadays, as Mr. Burping Man, <laughs> the content <laughs> nowadays is more, I feel, materialistic based. So was that shit. No, but what I'm saying is back then you had more people, the majority of like music back then had some type of message to it at least. Like they yeah, had their, yeah. they had their, uh, their materialistic songs mm-hmm. like bling bling and shit. Oh, come on now. I mean, mm-hmm, be real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then there's rappers and fucking people coming out with, that's all their whole album is about shit like that. It's like, where's the substance, man? Like when I put the CD down, when I'm done listening to it, yeah, I'm just going to want to go shopping and blow money that I don't have. 
But I don't feel like every artist. I feel like no, no. I'm I, not I saying think, everybody. I think the southern artists are directed more towards that because that's just their style of music. It's the club turn up. Like no one wants to listen about life experiences in the club. They want to know that they got money to spend, bottles to drink, and they trying to fuck tonight. Well, that's the problem. But then you got those artists that still look back to the classic hip hop artists, the '90s, the '80s. Like I feel like Big Sean. You listen to yeah. Big Sean, I feel like he's talking about life experiences. Like, I can right. relate to what he's saying. Yeah. Um, Drake, I feel like I can relate to what he's saying. Early Kanye West, I feel like I can relate to what he was yeah. saying. And he's a little too pompous and big-headed for me now. Uh-huh. But there's still a good core of artists that do go back to the experience mindset. And they... And, and they portray it very well. They still give it to a new generation. Yeah, but you know, but, I mean, it's you still can, not ninety. You can count those people on your hand nowadays. True, that's I what swear I mean. To God, I can only think about like five of them right now. Yeah, the people you said plus like Kendrick, J. Cole, maybe some of the other TD artists and shit. But mostly everyone who's coming to art radio. We'll say radio. Radio on the radio. Yeah, that's the difference. Is that bullshit? Because radio is run by corporate America and they suck. Exactly. They, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, y'all stop letting this bullshit penetrate our ears and the children of our of our of our children because I don't I that's why kids are the way they are nowadays because y'all have bullshit on the radio now our kids are bullshit sorry not to disrespect your kids but your kids are bullshit no, fuck these kids man fuck these kids <laughs> <laughs> they don't know shit right <laughs> all I know is our president in sixty years is gonna have a high top fade comb over fucking <laughs> wearing uh. Wait, wearing khaki <laughs> shorts with uh, calf socks and some fucking dirty ass fucking vans and with a snapback and a fucking tattoo sleeves on both arms and blessed tattoo across his fucking chest and fucking gauges that are like big as a fucking Pepsi can. Our president. Yeah, because that's the, the generation that's growing up right now. That's the kind of shit they think. Cool. Don't forget that he's going to be mixed. Yeah. And he's going to be fucking <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. everything it's gonna be like what do you mix with mr president the world right <laughs> everything i'm a part of everything and everybody right uh anyway um yeah music music was and still is going to be one of the best ways for me to express myself especially that's why i like 101.1 i'm really happy we made that our sponsor because mm-hmm. that's exactly what i'm gonna turn into when I uh, take off tonight, I'm turn my car on 101.1 and slam that shit on the freeway. We go hit this bar. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Limelight? Limelight, yeah. Limelight. Limelight downtown cool Sacramento. Spot. Yeah. I liked it. We walked in there being the working men that we is. Lucid and mad concept. With, with a certain energy. Yeah. Certain swagger. We did. You know, we walk in there, we just do us. That's just kind of what we did. I don't know if we did us, but we well, just was I like, mean, cool. To a certain extent, you yeah. know, we were sociable. We were smiling. Okay. Everybody in there was kind of doing their own thing. We're mm-hmm. kind of being loud. We're kind of being, you know, mm-hmm. having fun, you know, taking shots with the bartender and some old lady that was over there. Hey, them long. if you guys want to get like really, really twisted really fast, do a Long Island shot. Don't worry about getting a Long Island and a drink or adios, mother, and a drink. No. Do it in a shot. Toss that bad boy down your throat and get ready for the room to spin. Because Pause. I'm telling you, bro, like, I, I was there in five minutes. That's what I was like, give me another It wasn't one. really a shot, though. They were like, 
like orange juice glasses. Like they were pretty hefty. Like the it wasn't shot, like an ounce. It was more like was you were like getting maybe probably like two point five, like three, three and a half, four ounces. Yeah, but you big. know it was chilled and it was in a, in a smaller glass compared yeah. to like your tall glass. Well, see the thing was was that the Jameson shot she gave me mm-hmm. was the same size, and I was a little nervous. Yeah, it was a little um, nervous. But she she did yours with ice. So that filled up your glass to make it look like it. Yeah. Mine wasn't with yeah. ice. So mine, I had the same amount as you. Mine wasn't you. with ice. Yes, it was. My shot? Yes, it was. My Jameson shot? Yes, it was. But I chugged it. How could I chug it like a yeah. shot if I had ice? Mm, maybe you're right. I don't know. I yeah. kind of feel it like, because when I see Jameson shots. Anyway. That's like on the rocks. But right. Nonetheless. So, well, I tried. I got in there and I tried to use the yes thing right <laughs> off top. I'm like, pour me whatever. you. What would you drink? She said, Jameson. Yeah. I said, all right. Give me a Jameson. Right. Felt kind of like a boss like that. Okay. A little, just a little bit, you know? Okay. She okay. poured it up and I was like, oh my God. She looked at me like I was crazy when I asked for a long island shot. She's like, you want a shot? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, shit, I had one right after you did. I know. They were pretty good. It's pretty dope. It's pretty tight. Come to find out she was a lesbian? Oh, yeah. That was a crazy story oh, she yeah. told us. Oh, my God. So she I said told her, her high school boyfriend was named Matthew just like me. And he kind of looked like and you. And she kind of looked just like me. Yeah. And he was, what she say, in the military? He was in the military. He was a, almost a playmate cover. Playgirl. Playgirl. Playgirl, Playgirl cover. He all, he but he didn't Playgirl. do it, and he didn't go to the military for her. So I was like, you must have that bomb-ass pussy if you Ooh, got that I was like, quit. oh, my God, Luis, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was like, bro, we don't even know her. <laughs> She didn't care she was about she it. She really didn't she, care. She was like, no, you know what? I like girls. She's like, have you and ever we seen like, titties? Oh. oh, yeah. She said, have you ever seen titties? <laughs> you were like, why? She was like, have you ever seen a pair of titties? Because if you haven't seen a pair of titties, then you really don't understand. And I was like, she was trying you for a second there. Yeah, I was like, let a nigga try me. Try me. <laughs> like, I was like, bitch, I love titties. Show me your titties. But more entertaining than her was this <laughs> a huge group of women. Oh, yeah. Loud, Loud cackling. Fuck, drunk. Drunk. They were like women. in their... 40s, 40s and 50s yeah they were older one girl said one woman said she her son oldest son was my age Whew. yeah she was like you 28 baby i got a son that's as, this as old as you so you is still a baby to me i was like oh all right yeah but if it wasn't for you well hold on let's give them a little bit of a backstory okay they were in there drinking they was there when we got there we walked in they were having their good time they're in their circle okay you know Comes to find out the bartender lady told us that they've been drinking and they just got back from watching Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> so, you know, they was feeling ripe. You know, they, they was, was feeling at least 30 that night. <laughs> <laughs> <Half the> age. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> if 30 was half, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, they got the jukebox cracking off in there, uh, playing some music. And I was like, man, I'm about to go over there and play me a motherfucking song. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I go over there. I asked them because they're sitting right by the jukebox. I'm like, excuse me, ladies, would you mind if I put on a song? And then one of them was like, because I was like, because I'm not really fucking with this song. Right. And then the, <laughs> the one lady got offended. She goes, I put this song on. What do you mean you ain't fucking with it? I was like, it ain't really my style. If you let me, trust you, trust me, I'll put on some heat. They go, oh, you going to put some heat? I say, yep. It's like, cool. Go on the thing, start swiping, looking for 90s R&B. Found me some Pony by Genuine. Threw that motherfucker on. That's a brown. No, but you gotta check this out though. So when Luis came back, he was like, "Yo, 
I'm about to put on this slap. I was like, what you about to put on? He was like, uh, Genuine Pony. I was like, nigga, did you know that song just played three songs ago? <laughs> I was it like, did? no, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fool, we just got hyped for Pony three songs ago. <laughs> we were singing it and everything. He's like, man, I told them oh, girls it was about to get turned up too. I said, like, nigga, when they find out you put the same song on that they just heard, they probably put that song on too. I was like, I'm finna laugh at your ass. As soon as that song dropped, I swear I was dying of laughter because I was like, I am so embarrassed for this fool right hey, now. But they were all like, hey, but you we know love what though? This song. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't give a fuck. They was like, oh, this nigga got taste. And I was like, I just played the same damn song you played. <laughs> Y'all is ready. Y'all is locked and loaded. I came back around and I was dying. But then, you know, they was I when I heard them from the back room and they was like getting all loud and like, hey, I was yeah. like, all right, cool. I guess they love it. They really don't care. So I came back and they saw me and uh, they asked me to dance. And, you know, they just got done seeing Magic Mike. So I was in the Yes Experiment. So I kind of broke down and did a quick little dance in the middle of the ball or the middle of the bar. And uh, I was having fun. <laughs> And and I, this is when it got real. And this is when it definitely when it got real. Warning: uh, following content is subject to parental supervision, so please do not allow your kids to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so this I, is a no salt zone. This is a no salt zone, so please don't hate. Okay. Right. Um. So now that we got that out the way, uh, I went and I sat down. There was an open chair at their table, so I went and sat down, and I wanted to find out like what was. Uh, so intriguing what was making these women so happy mind you they're in their 40s and 50s really enjoying themselves and they were really having a good time so I went sat down asked them what they were doing that's when they told me they got done seeing the movie and they were talking and uh, one of the women from across the table looked at me and she was like you look like you're pretty built and I was like yes ma'am I am and she was like well can I come and find out for myself can I come check it out? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Why? Because I have to say yes. So she gets her from the table. All her girls are cheering her on. They're yeah. like, hey, you go, girl. Mind you, I'm sitting at the bar with the bartender. Right. Weak as fuck right now because <laughs> all these old moms, grandmas even, are just soaking their diapers over this guy. Right like, <laughs> soaking their diapers? Somebody needed a change, my nigga. Like, Pamper the motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> It was funny as hell. There was a couple guys at the bar, uh, like a couple of seats down, and they were weak. And it was just like, this is awesome. How can I make this better? (laughs) So, homegirl comes around, and she stands behind me. I'm sitting in the chair, facing all all the other women. They got their eyes on me. Um, And uh, what she does is she takes her hand, she starts rubbing it on my chest. and starts From like behind. From behind. She was standing up behind him. Yeah, she was behind me, feeling my chest. And you know, she's rubbing and then she lifts up the shirt to show the abs. And then all the ladies start screaming like, ah! Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on right now? And uh, I was like, <laughs> why did I say yes to this? And so she starts rubbing and the shirt's up and she's feeling the chest and she's feeling the abs and everyone's getting it all turned on by it and I'm just like okay I'm like straight face right now but in my mind I'm going crazy I'm like why did I even accept this I don't know what's going on right now <laughs> and then she's rubbing my nipples and I knew that it was going to a whole nother level when I when her finger went up to her mouth and she came back with a wet finger rubbing my nipple <laughs> I was like oh shit this lady is a freak oh no no what's going on somebody help me <laughs> so I did I stepped in to help 
And what I did was I, I <laughs> oh, saw the I finger for that. I saw the finger go into the mouth and then go back down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I need to help my nigga out. So what I did was I told the bartender, hey, look, go tell this chick, whisper in her ear. He loves it when he gets his ears nibbled on. Little, to my surprise, she quickly went over there and told her. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't think that was going to happen. I heard that out loud. Oh, did you? I said I it think loud. you said it out loud. You said it from across the room. Oh, no, I room. screamed it, and then you I told like, her. You were like, he likes it when he gets his ears nibbled on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then she went over there and whispered it You're in like, what? Ear. I was like, oh, fuck. Why you do that to me, Louise? And all of a sudden, I hear this mouth come down. And oh. Now, let me tell you, this woman was vicious. She was not like some caresser, soft, you know, just... She was a biter. Like she was like a pit bull with a a, a pig. She ear. was a yeah no. She was uh, straight up mean, just mm-hmm. locked jaws and everything. So when she blended her mouth all up in my ears, it was straight teeth. But I just heard all this. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this is happening. My legs shot up in the air and started shaking, and I was like, Oh my god, I just don't know what's happening to me right now. And it, all her girlfriends was going crazy. Then she went from one ear to the next year, and I was just like, I. They're like, Are you okay? I was like, I'm just so happy. I don't know what to do right now. I don't. I just don't know what to do right now. Oh my god! I was like. I was like, why are we even going to go to Centerfolds? I don't even understand. Like, why go there when all the action is happening right here for free? True that. And we got a bar. True that. <laughs> and there was Blackjack in the back. And there was Blackjack and Poker in the back. So we was having it. Right. And you know what? I mean, the experience was just, it was a, one of those things where I didn't expect a 40-year-old, somebody to just, you know, have herself feel like she's in her 20s. And, and mind you, like I said, it was a lot of older women, but it was, it was just one of those things where you just had to tell somebody. You know? You I just had to tell somebody. I was definitely like, I feel like Phil Jackson. <laughs> like, I saw, I saw the play unfolding. Yeah. And I made the right call in mind with championship, a.k.a. podcast story. Right. So I right. was like, how can this get better? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, hmm, ear nibbling. It, yeah. You know, and that, that snowballed. Uh, ah, I just, yeah. right now, I still get goosebumps just thinking about it. It was, it was intense. And like <laughs> yeah. I said, and she was like a real, like, it was a lot of pain. Like, when they got done, she got done and sat down, like, all her hunger was like, Boy, your ears are red. I told you about her. You better watch out because she likes to put pain on people. I felt like 50 shades of gray, but I wasn't Mr. Gray. I was the other chick. <laughs> right? That was Christina Gray. I was, was it Christina Gray? I was reading this article because I was wondering, like, what happens in the brain and shit when you have sex with someone to make women get clingy or guys get... A, clingy like the person who isn't in like if it's a one night stand situation yeah there's always someone who's a little more down sometimes you know to just have it and dip you know then there's someone who catches feelings like that whole friends with benefits movie and right no strings attached that whole idea yeah someone's gonna catch feelings you know what i'm saying what causes that i was always curious is it like is the d just that good or is the P just that good? Right. Like, come on now. I mean, it can't be that good. Like, what? There has to be some kind of physical stuff going on. And then in in my research. In your research. In my research. Go ahead. Lay I it out. I found out there was hormones popping off. That Dr. Lucid. This. Dr. Lucid. So, uh, 
a hormone called oxytocin, mm-hmm. which is also referred to as the cuddle hormone. The cuddle hormone, which is also given off with like hugs, like really good hugs. Like That's the hugs why people, that so give. many people, love me uh, for my yeah, hugs. Yeah, man, that hug yeah. where you're just you squeeze. You're both happy. You're embracing each other. Not like that, you know, that side shoulder hug. Like, yeah, yeah, nigga, what's up? You know, not none of that. That's why I'm going to start hugging people a lot more. If you've ever had a mad concept hug like this podcast. If you've ever had a lucid hug like this podcast. Because I'm out here giving hugs out like water. Well, see, that's why your hugs ain't that important. No, my hugs are that important. Like water. (laughs) Did you not hear what I said? It's a drought. I'm making it rain out here, bro. We need more (laughs) lucid hugs. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to have a hugging contest one of these days. Not with each other. Um, <laughs> I ain't hugging I'm you, I'm not dog. hugging you, bro. Not unless it's like on some real shit. Like some, I ain't seen you in a while. Exactly. I'm happy to see that you're alive. Right? <laughs> All right. So this, this cuddle hormone, which I love that name. Right. The cuddle hormone. That's why I, I like being, that. you know, you should be here to cuddle me tonight. I have my hormones popping off. The cuddle hormone. I need that exchange of oxytocin You know, hugs right and now. Netflix get this cuddle hormone popping. That's why spooning is so popular. Oh, dude, spooning, big spoon. They got some bomb yogurt too, my nigga. Anyway, um, the cuddle, <laughs> the cuddle hormone lowers uh, our defenses, right? It makes us more trusting mm-hmm. because it puts us in like a relaxed state, right? State of mind, state of consciousness, all that, um, and it allows us to trust more, right? So if you're a dude with trust issues anyway, you're already your trust levels aren't going to open up as much as so uh, how they put it. Uh, to bonding and mm-hmm. empathy mm-hmm. so uh that cuddle hormone when both of the people are exchanging it through intercourse or through like really good long hugs you you know the hormones you, you just know, be holding on to somebody shit. you know it's just a sustained exchange it's of our the hormones. bond thing you know that's why that's why guys don't like to cuddle after sex sometimes if they know the. It's not oh my god yes i'm not trying to have a cuddle moment yes this is just because we want to have sex with each other, and that was it. Don't try to get me to lay in bed afterwards. I don't want to cuddle. You know why? Because cuddles create I know what feelings. That happens. Cuddles I know what happens. cuddling creates feelings. I don't want to have any feelings. It's like a plague. It's, no, yes. You're trying to get me sick. Trying to get with, me sick and kill me, woman. With, that's unforgivable. Unforgivable. I feel I'm it. not trying to empathize with you. I hate you know what and I feel you on that. That yeah. makes so much sense. Why I just It's like I'm sweaty, I'm hot, you're hot, you're sweaty. I don't want to bond with you right now. I want you to get up and make me a sandwich. And then come with back some waffle fries. Come back and let me massage your back. No, it's still cuddling. I know, but I feel like I have to reward her for the bomb sandwich. <laughs> I'm no, a giving guy. See, no, I but all jokes aside, I think my, aside. my my mindset. But I feel you on that shit though, yeah. because I remember many of my escapades, sexcapades, whatever you want to call it, with these uh, little floozy relationships I had throughout college and growing up, and yeah. you know, to the point where I'm at now. I hated having, I hated cuddling. My mindset was, if we're just purpose to have sex, that's all we are doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna get up once we get done, catch some nuts. I'm gonna go clean my dick off, put my clothes back on, and I'm trying to have that goodbye conversation. I'll go sit right. on the edge of the bed while you're still sitting there trying to recover for your orgasm and i'm gonna say hey come on get up uber's outside uber's oh (laughs) show them the app hey your uber's outside uber's outside no looks like a nice guy well, usually because I go over there, because it's easier when you can go to somebody else's house and then my Uber's leave. outside. Well, you, you're, <laughs> my Uber's outside. Yeah. Um, so I, it's just kind of like my mindset: like you have sex, I get up, clean myself up, put my clothes right back on, sit on the edge of your bed while you're trying to recover, and it's like, hey, um, it was great, it was fun. 
you okay everything great were you satisfied let me know because if we need to have a round two round three i can do that for you if not i'm about to go home because i got homework to do right and that's like always like the mode yeah. the mindset you know well, you, i think okay i think the um because i don't want to create feelings i'm not trying to get over that threshold of 85 90 i'm not probably yeah. not even with that with you because we just have sex so you exactly. probably had a 40 50 we'll see okay this also says that women release more of this hormone just naturally they don't know why but i don't know they just they do um and that opens them up to falling in love with the person and i think that's where the regret factor comes in where they feel used and all this and that yeah when you're doing it it's releasing these hormones right right and the guy's defense system of not trying to go over 90 or whatever it is uh, he freezes that out and blocks that out you know what i'm saying and the chick is just blown away by the d you just gave her and she's just like <sighs> she can't think she's all frantic she's trying to catch her breath you know what i'm saying she's all disoriented and shit and all she's if overcome, it's good d if it's good d nigga i mean you're gonna give out bad d i don't know there's a lot of people that give out bad d i'm not talking to, i'm just saying <laughs> whatever man um so she's in the euphoria or whatever of all these hormones popping off on top of, you know, she just owed and all this shit. Right. Um, so she's just completely like, what's the word? Uh, vulnerable at this point. Yeah. You know, not all of them. Cause some of them, they're all about the wham, bam, you know, themselves. I think it's like a mind state or something. I'm like the Trojan horse knocking at your door. Right. Trust me. All my little men about to run out. Trust me. You know, as soon as you open up <laughs> the doors. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, that's how they came up with the name, right? Trojan? Yeah, it makes plenty of freaking yeah. sense. Actually, I don't know, but it makes sense to me. So it I'm makes say lots of sense to me now. If not Trojan, the horse is knocking go. at the door. Trust me, let me in. As soon as I come in, all my little men run out and, and take over. But you're protected. So that might not be, see, the little men and the Trojan horse might not be sperm. It might be the oxytocin that I'm flooding <laughs> into your system. Right? <laughs> so let me in. So now I'm going to take over your entire uh, being. being. Yeah. Yes. Because they, they, get, they get swarmed with all that. And then as a guy, we're like, all right, we out, or you got to be out. And then they just stuck with, without that cuddle. Afterwards. My minions are taking over your fortress. Yeah, because the cuddle, the cuddle enhances it, and it just fortifies the bond again without the intercourse. Right. It makes it stronger, and then that's when the feelings become involved. But if you leave it hanging, and then she's just sitting there with all this hormones going off on her in her head, that's when she starts either becoming attached thinking it's a relationship or she cuts it off or she cuts it off or she gets upset and feels like you're an asshole and Very, blah, blah, yep. blah and yep. all that yep. shit you know yep damn i think i just talked myself out on one night stands you probably did on some real niggas don't shit. tell them about the podcast when you first meet them Fuck, that's the only reason they like me <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, you have an opinion? Well, we can't have sex because you said we exchanged oxytocin. And I don't want to be left with all these feelings after you leave. Unless you really like me, but you probably don't because you're only at level 90 right now. Probably not even at level 90 because we just met yesterday. So I don't know if we should even do this. Let's just sit down and have some ice cream, maybe have sandwiches. I'm just trying to say, you know, this is what we're trying to do right now. Yeah. 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 What we do is we take this whole idea of chasing your dreams following your passions which we've both discussed earlier as being the ability to speak in front of people being ourselves and affecting change somehow right which be it motivational speaking or uh you know one-on-one -on -one kind of cons consultations or whatever it is wherever route it goes you know we take that passion 
and then we have to embrace our position currently because without embracing the current position you can't start moving forward so if right. you don't know if you don't know if you don't have the floor underneath your feet you can't stop walk you can't start walking right yeah then you can't start running you know so the working men the philosophies the principles whatever you want to call them that we follow are all based upon kind of these two ideals that we spoke about mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. you know embracing and 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 striving for more from where you're at and then applying your passions and your dreams into it right did i say that correctly i would say it was more on the lines of uh uh Halfway, following your passion halfway and your through dream. saying that my mind kind of wandered and I was like <laughs> my lips were moving you know and then I got back into it I was like wait did I no. say what I wanted to say I think what it is is following your passion but also embracing the culture of going to work and yeah. and, and and combining okay, yeah, those combining those two things yeah. to create what it is that lifestyle that you want for yourself so yeah. for instance me and you are, a, are the kind of like we thought about hey there's millions of people out there working nine to fives every single day mm-hmm. they're going to work and they're putting in those hours and they're working for managers that probably micromanage them and are and are stickers about time and you got to be someplace and you hate mondays and you drink coffee and you, you, you like hate fucking traffic on the way home Fuck like traffic <laughs> you got all this stuff you, you know you might be out there cleaning up shit you know working in hot conditions and you know yeah. working with your hands but we utilize that as a platform to build the dream and the passion that you know you really are or that you have that's speaking in your heart yeah you know so yeah. me and you we're out here we're putting this work and i you know I, to be real to if we just say hey let's start a podcast a business i want to have enough confidence in that mm-hmm. to say i can pay my bills I can, you know, take care of myself. Yeah. I can drive to your house. I can go and afford the equipment that we need to do this. If I just said, let's just, let's just go out there and do our passion. Just talk. Yeah. I'm not confident enough that I will be able to make the money. Yeah. I need necessary to just live my passion. Yeah. Let me hit this topic or not this topic, this point. I think the key part that I, I left out that you're kind of explaining yeah. is that our mentality towards it is we are going to work our way to support the dream. Fucking right. That's what I'm saying. So I got to yeah, go yeah, get yeah. some job. Exactly. I got to go to work. Exactly. And I don't care what kind of job it is. Because yeah. if you just focus on the passion part that we were talking about earlier, if you listen to that stuff, a lot of it comes off like you can't fully achieve your dreams unless you're 100% invested in them, right? Meaning that's what they want you to believe. That's what I'm saying. Meaning yeah. like you got to leave everything behind you and just drop force your bag and just go, and just go, you know? And if, and if I, if I came off sounding like that earlier, that's not what I believe. I was just kind of describing the self-help stuff that we've come across. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like Matt was just saying, our, uh, I guess way of doing it is to, take our working men culture people who work every day work hard they work 40 plus hours or whatever it is a week clocking in at least a good 65 70 you know putting in work hard work doing that with the goal in mind 
of I'm doing this so I could fund this and this will one day get me to quit doing this. Meaning you work your job to get the money to support the dream. You work, you're passionate, you put in all the work for the dream. Right. Once you achieve the dream, you don't have to work anymore. That's yeah. the working men philosophy. People who we consider a working man or working woman that we know who are out here doing this already, those are the qualities that they have. The people we're going to affiliate ourselves with are people who understand that you can't just up and quit out the blue and then start from scratch with a business thing unless you have some type of financial backing with that. Like your parents can pay for your bills or you're living at home and you don't have to work technically you know that that's ideal that's dope good for you yeah i wish i had that i don't you know i'm not hating on you at all but thanks appreciate it <laughs> but well even you don't take that route though you know you still work you work two jobs shit that wasn't like that eight hours. months ago <laughs> but we weren't doing this eight months ago we were sure were. we were in different mind states we were in different ago. minds you did right so what we're doing now is like matt's over here with two jobs that's working him crazy hours you know and we're still out here grinding trying to get this business popping i'm out here working my ass off trying to get the fitness right trying to get school school is ridiculous right now like i'm fucking up <laughs> this, this class is killing me I'm putting in a lot of time That I don't want to be spending on it On it Where I'd rather be working on this shit Right You know what I'm saying So that's why I don't hear from you too often now You've been oh, working on this school Fuck dude <laughs> You're not the only person who said that lately You know dude, I was like Lucid been on some like Ghost type shit I wonder what you got going on Yeah dude I can't make no money right now Doing school shit man I'm yeah. trying to My goal is to get this business cracking I'm gonna go hard in school Because I want the degree But I wanna be able to be like I could drop out And just pay it off right now If I wanted to Right You know and not have that Burden of a bill Or the student loan Or whatever Be that kind of successful Mm -hmm. But I still want but see I think what another thing which you're leaving out some people that maybe don't want to start our own business mm-hmm. and I think what uh, what you had said is that you know we, we want to work hard to fund uh, that dream, dream that business whatever that dream but not is. necessarily fund I think there are some people that I want to say you go to work mm-hmm. so that you can handle your responsibilities and your priorities yeah and not have to stress so much about those necessities you can well, feed that's funding yourself the dream i mean like it, it, mentally like well if, you gotta you word can, it because there's yeah. some people out there they'll take that shit literally yeah and yeah, they might be like right. oh you know you should be invested like you should find people who are fund your ideas and da, 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 da. okay yeah that is very true yeah that's where you use other people's money to fund your ideas you not the, the smart business person wouldn't say invest your own money into your own business yeah. because if you fail you're gonna fall hard you know yeah. you should use other people's money but what the the whole idea like on, on on another note is you're embracing work and actually putting in the hours and the sweat and the tears mm-hmm. instead of exchanging that uh entitlement mentality yeah. that is being preached through all different sources of media of this is how success is this is how easy it is to get yeah. to it you know all you gotta do is have a great idea have a great personality record some vines youtube videos people like your shit boom you're famous or uh you know create a great easy business idea the first idea that you have is going to be a billion dollar idea mm-hmm. boom you got it no it's not like that it's not that simple yeah. one you have failures 
you know, or lessons. Um, two, you got to have experience and time. And you got to believe in yourself and what it is you got to do. Yeah. But what we're trying to say is we're working to make sure that we can take care of the shit that's at home, taking her mm-hmm. care of home base first. And then in our free time, we're still committing time to building the passion and dream. Yeah. We're not getting lost in the complacency of a, a, a hourly paycheck yeah. or a salary paycheck. Cause people who work sometimes and, get, and lost get that, in that hourly thing. They're like, all right, well all my bills are covered. I got a little extra money to, you know, dabble in this and that maybe, you know, I, my kid has food and diapers and shit, you know, I'm cool. That's enough for some people. Our mentality is that's great to have. Now, what can I do to make this better? Even if you want to move up in the job, like yeah. in, in the corporate company, like, exactly. hey, I started as a teller, but I'm trying to be vice president of the division. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, but I'm happy with just being a teller and get my little incentives here and there. It's comfortable. I don't got to work too hard, but really is that your dream? If your dream was to be, you know, the, the, the vice president of a company, you know, you got to one, put in the hours embrace the fact that it's going to take some work and some time to get there and then you know you gotta make it happen you know you you gotta make it happen to get to where you need to be so different people i'm sure have different dreams and different passions that's the cool reason why i wanted to say hey you know it might not be a business that people want to run yeah, yeah this yeah. is not designed for just the business owners that no. might be me and your dream yeah but this other could people be, got- you could want to like you said move up the company you could want to be like a singer or something or yeah. you could want to uh anything like that like it's the key to it though is embracing the working culture that you have to work hard people are obsessed with the event and not obsessed with the journey you know what i'm saying media wise we're fighting that whole uh, thing that Mike Rowe was saying, we're declaring war on work in society. No, yeah. we're we're going against that shit. We're embracing work in society mm-hmm. and using work to build the dream or the lifestyle or the the goals that we want exactly. for ourselves. Like the ESPN will have a whole thing on the draft, the NFL draft, right? Yeah, three day event. You know, it's on TV. Big deal, huge deal for the draft. People getting drafted into the NFL, right? Right. That's the event. They don't show shit about daily practices this person's been doing. The number one draft pick has been probably playing since they were like eight years old. They've been playing every all year round. Every summer camp. Every summer, every football season, every practice, all that. They've been grinding hardcore. You know what I mean? That's the journey. That's what we're embracing is that you got to work hard to get to these events. These events are just little milestones we're going to hit. That's not the final, you know, that's not the end game. Yeah. The end game is something bigger. The end game should always be something bigger than yourself, I feel. Yeah. Where it's like, when I'm gone, there's something there. There's definitely something there. You know, there's a legacy there or whatever it is, you know. Um, It shouldn't just be, oh, yeah, he got drafted. Or, oh, yeah, you know, he made this much money in his lifetime. Like, that's cool. Right, you know? right, right, right. But right. that's not my end game. That's just an event that's going to happen. What's your end game? My end game? I want to be able to do something where when I'm gone, my family will be cool. Like, they can use their time. I want, okay, so I feel like like time is all we have in life. Money is expendable. All this other shit comes and goes, right? Time is all we have, and we only have so much of it. Right. And we waste a lot of it, right? 
So, I will, <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me stop scrolling on his Instagram during this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I want to I want to get to a point where my end game is that I was able to get to a point where I utilized my time in a way that freed up the rest of it from that point. Right. So okay. where I could yeah, literally yeah, yeah. enjoy it, I you know, where right. money isn't even an idea. Like, I'm not concerned about money. It's like, OK, I wake up in the morning whenever the fuck I want to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I have no like legitimate obligations. My business runs itself. Right. I'm retired. My family is cool to where they have the option to do what they want. Meaning I've become so successful that not only have I freed up my time, I freed up my family's time. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that on top of when I, when I pass away, the, whatever legacy that I've left with whatever business or teachings or whatever it comes from that, that either led people to free up their time or directly freed their time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And with that said, a freeing up of time gives people the opportunity to think and to use their brains in new and creative ways. So whatever I do, you know, on some Tupac shit, like I might not change the world, but you know, you could inspire the person who does. Right. Exactly. You know, like yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not out here trying to create, you know, the next Martin Luther King or fucking the next Steve jobs or someone with a huge impact on culture or whatever. I'm just trying to put messages and vibes and, and beliefs out there that will change people's thought processes to where they feel like they have the same empowerment that I feel like I have. Okay. Because I don't think that's something everybody has the working men type of feeling, you know, Yeah. yeah, me, me and you both feel, we talk about all the time where we see our potential and we just got to do the work to get there. Yeah. But a lot of people don't, or they don't, they, they put it aside because it's comfortable not to, to pursue that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want my end game to be where I freed up my time. I freed up my family's time and I put it something out there that frees up other people's time because I feel like anything can come from that when you have a freedom I think that's dope you know what about you um you know I've always had a feeling of wanting to um do something that was going to affect others in a sense so I'll put it this way because I'm sure a lot of people have said that shit but this was literally my pictures I got last night. I'm, I told you about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching American Sniper at the house. Yeah. And, um, you know, powerful, powerful movie. Uh, Chris Kyle, um, U.S. Navy SEAL. And just like the reputation that he created for himself, you know, during. The legend. Dur- yeah. The legend. the legend. The fucking legend. To his face. You know what I'm saying? Woo. Like, dude was a, was a beast. beast. Super beast. beast. Um but you know you follow the story of you know just where his beginnings and then you know the mindset and his family I'm sure they kind of put this story together based on interviews of those loved ones around him mm-hmm. but the biggest thing to me that kind of impacted was the very freaking end of the movie and you know after you find out how he died and they're showing just video clips of like his actual funeral that just happened literally two years ago mm-hmm. and you just see this huge like looks like a, a brigade just just entourage with just cars on cars on cars on, on on cops and and you see this it takes over like literally an entire freeway and i'm yeah. just like this fool was 
so impactful with his life and even though he was a soldier and killed people you know he saved not only he killed people he saved a lot of people as well mm-hmm. and like to have his funeral in the Cowboys stadium in Texas and to literally fill up probably half that stadium with full of people to have that many people attend your funeral. I was like, he touched so many lives, yeah. you know, in, in, in his lifetime. Um, shit. It was an amazing. Okay. So Herbalife uh, extravaganza. Um, we got to watch a magician. His name was Adam Lent. Uh-huh. Um, I believe, and he was from came from Las Vegas. He's a magician, okay. super cool dude. His ending message of his of his act, he uh, he was talking about time, something he just spoke about, yeah. how we waste time, we use time, we sell it, we trade it, we do all these different things. Uh-huh. But he's like, when you die, you know, on your tombstone, you're gonna have two numbers. You got the day that you were born, that you came to this world, and the day that you left this world. And he said most people focus so much on you know uh, on how long they lived and so forth and name so on tombstone. But he said really the most important thing is a dash that's in between and how you spent and utilized that dash the years in between when you entered and exited this world Mm -hmm. and he said that's that is the most important thing of of life is just that little line in between those numbers and i was like that is such a deep message because that's how you want to know how did you spend your life right what's your dash what what is your dash what dash what kind of story did your dash going to tell you and tell about you and you know when I looked at that and I saw the ending clip of that movie I was like bro I told my I swear I cried because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sad I was like man first of all he's trying to help somebody why you gotta kill him like guys he's just a, he's just an inspirational hero spoiler alert oh my god I'm crying I'm crying I'm crying but anyway um I was like, bro, like my wedding, I got, I'm not my wedding, my freaking funeral. I want my wedding to be big too, but my funeral, I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. I want to know that I got people that just by me being around are going to miss me. Yeah. That I changed. Maybe it was a smile. Maybe it was a talk. Maybe it was a way that I hugged them. You know, maybe it was something that I did with my life that changed theirs for the better, that they're going to miss me being gone like i'm not going to die because i'm going to be still living in people's memories and yeah, people's hearts exactly and uh what they're going to say about me is going to be so epic and so dope like that's what i want to be to my end game like my focus on building this dream and following my passion is to be able to translate that into what's going to happen the day that i exit this world yeah i think that's 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 what it is i'm focused on i feel you you feel me i feel you okay <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And getting me some real <laughs> earrings. Not that green, <laughs> ear-turning green shit, you know? Wait. He went to Jared. That's where I went. Go to Jared. I was like, I don't, don't go care. to Sharif. Them, nigga. Sharif sound like some black African, you know, that's like, selling blood diamonds. Uh, like, I, can this, I can't get jiggy with this shit. You know? No. Shit. I don't you know, blood man. Today? I'd buy a couple albums on iTunes. Right, you know, like uh, what's hot? I can afford that. I buy my brother some shit, you know, get him his tattoo he wants, pay for that. Might get so a haircut. you're going from the you're so, but ideally you're going from the aspect of, you know, I'm gonna do this, 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 pay bills, help family, and and maybe do a and couple chill. things for myself. Honestly, the first thing I said for myself was probably Chipotle and a haircut, and I mean that because like, I honestly when I envision my myself being rich or something i don't really see my lifestyle changing too much yeah it'll be more just free whereas i'm not worried about 
having the money yeah whatever comes up i'm down because i can't i don't think that's really i think both of us have these really great hypothetical responses exactly. but yeah. i think when it comes down to it and if i was to open up my phone right now and see a million dollars there or anything yeah. in excess of what i'm making now you probably won't be thinking on that level because yeah, that's right true. now right now i'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. So am I, <laughs> And it's not even that much fucking money. Yeah. And like, it's, I'm still in the poverty level. I might actually, you know what? No, take that back. I might have actually broken into the lower middle class. Yeah. I think I would actually be considered lower middle class, which sucks because now the tax rate is fucking huge because I'm getting taxed just as much as those people that are making eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a year. And I'm only making so much. But I'm still a broke ass nigga, so you're still broke. You can cut, file for welfare if you really wanted to. I don't want to, but I will take this financial <laughs> aid, motherfucker. Okay, yeah, take, take yeah, that take that financial money. aid. I will take that. Free take money. that financial aid. Get your education for yeah. as long as you're not buying pampers and diapers and and and, oh, and cheese McNuggets or something. Cheese um, McNuggets is that real? I don't know, but McDonald's might need a new idea. Uh, <laughs> but um. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really difficult to say what exactly we would do. Yeah, that's our idea of kind of what we would expect of ourselves to do. Yeah. But honestly, honestly I'd be fucking scared. I'd be I've scared honest, to have that amount of money I've because... I honestly got turned up off of seeing a, a paycheck come through like yeah. recently. And I've gone to fucking uh, the club yeah. and spent way more money than I wanted to. Oh yeah, and, so, and I think that we've was, both been there. Yeah, and that, I've seen you turn up, and I've seen you get paid and drop like a good hundred on the club, and I was like, bro, like yeah. you just spent a hundred and in that a was night on accident for shit, and you didn't even take her home. No, I didn't even spend it on chicks. I was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I might have bought rounds for a couple groups of chicks or whatever. Yeah, like oh, it's your birthday, I got you, or you know, I'm having fun with these chicks, whatever. But I, I mean, remember you. you. I stay. know you that night. I remember that night. Yeah. And I remember us walking out. I was like, bro, how much you spend? I just dropped like a good bill. I was that like, was Damn. when I looked at my bank account. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how the fuck did I spend a hundred bucks? Cause yeah. I didn't drop it like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, never again. But see, I I like like I know this weekend my check's gonna be super dope. And I could easily pay off my entire Wells Fargo credit card bill and knock that shit out clean. Mm-hmm. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Keep it in one. I could, I could, I could take away the money that these rich niggas are making off of the interest that I'm paying every single month by just simply throwing down what I owe because I've already purchased it. Uh huh. I've already bought it, but I put it on credit and I'm paying for it still. Why the fuck am I paying for it still? So why don't I just go ahead and pay it off? Nope, not gonna do it. No. You know why? Because if I know if I had to give that money to the credit card company right now, my four-digit bank account <laughs> is probably going to drop to three and get really damn close to two. Right. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to see because then I can't. Then I have to use the credit card if I want to have access to those funds again. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't want to give my money away just now because I, I want to still have it. Like I think I've heard this on a podcast before. Um, we stress so much about not having money, not having the funds. We need more money. We need more money. It just has to get more. I'm still making more money. And I'm like, I still need more. I still need more money. Yeah. And 
I just remember hearing this lady saying that, you know, her and her husband, they were so stressed out over money and they were, you know, they were in debt and, you know, they, they got into real estate or whatever, and they were actually doing really great six figure incomes every single year, but they still felt prisoner to the green. The like green. they felt, still felt like at any time they could lose it all. Yeah. They still felt like at any time they, that, that, the money was not going to be enough to take care of them. Like they were afraid to spend it. They were afraid to go and do just because babe, like we have to have a budget. Like I saw a lady today, lady had my straight up. Like she at least six figures in her account, Uh like straight up out here balling, balling better than what majority of people are doing. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I want to put you all $125. I was like, she said, I don't want to, I want to take too much of my account. My checking account's low. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Seriously? She's like, I have bills to pay. But do you know what your account looks like right now? Like right? this is, I wish I had this account. Shit. You know, people wish they had an account Shit. like this. And you're talking about, you don't want to take out more than $125 because your account's going to look too fucking low. Like you have five figures in that checking account right now. I wrote some pretty big checks fuck out of here <laughs> i'm sorry that's true fear right there yeah fear of not having enough money and you know i just feel like bro if we have a million dollars right now in our hands and we was really ours like we really could feel and touch all of that even if it was just digits on your phone and you were like i want to cash out a million dollars a day because i don't want this sitting in the bank and you were able to like stack it up on your table and uh, on the floor you and on the couch my instagram popping now nah, hell no <laughs> just, just, nah, not even it, for real no hell no, no. no, 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 no. Hey, they hey, get to hey, see yeah. they'll get to see one stack of 10 but they're not seeing the whole meal yeah but i would feel afraid of one it disappearing and spending it yeah or I don't know. Like, I just feel like it would, it would, what realistically I wouldn't know what to do with it. I would honestly, I think this is how I, I don't, my financial wisdom isn't there. So I ain't going to act like it is, but I see myself, if I were to get a million, putting that in like my savings account or a majority of it in my savings account. Right. And then just trying to forget that it's there, you know, and then just, keep working or whatever the hell I'm doing and spending that money knowing that I don't have to worry about not having it anymore. Cause I have, I got the backup, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Cause I mean, honestly, like I get my check, I see my, my little thing on my little golden one app, you know, and then I get turned up. The first thing I'm thinking about is like, Ooh shit, I need to hit up eBay one time. Like <laughs> I be getting them urges, bro. Like I used to always like my homegirls would always be like, oh, you're online shopping, you know? And I'm like, y'all tripping, you know what I mean? Right. Then they put me on eBay and I start buying phone cases and card parts and little, little shit, you know what I'm saying? I had an ex that was oh like, oh my God, it's dummy, addicting, bro. Dummy addicted to it. It's New stupid. packages all the time. I just got the eBay for like 28 cents. Yeah. I'm like, really? You, the, the half of it, getting a package in the mail, bro, because you, you order it, forget about it. Come home one day, bam, Christmas. Right. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I could definitely see myself, if I had a million, like, do, not donating, designating, like, five Gs just to online purchases, just to get packages every couple of days or every couple of weeks. I first thing I wear is some damn Herbalife. 
about huh. to get ripped up in this bitch. <laughs> right? You know, I'll I'm go order. Buy. A, I'm gonna order a nanny. And nanny. I don't even got no kids, nigga. And I order me a babysitter if Just that's the case. Just a sexy ass nanny to follow me around. <laughs> 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 Who's that? That's my nanny. You got kids? Nope. But I'm a millionaire, my nigga. And I, I got one. You know. You know. I'm She's get... carrying my babies right now. She just don't know. <laughs> After understanding it, knowing that I was already doing this shit, yeah, made me like, okay, well, now I just keep doing it, and I know I'm doing it now, so it's on purpose. So there's intent behind it now, where it's like I'm gonna get my day popping like this. So when I walk into wherever I'm going, my energy's already turned up. Right. People have to match my energy or they feel awkward. Yeah, no, you know? definitely. And that frequency that I set makes them raise their frequency to mine, which makes my day go the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've had that happen. I do that with job interviews and shit, all that kind of thing, where I get my energy going, where I'm like, yeah, let's get this going. I sit there in a the waiting room where you're supposed to dole out, and I'm just like, nope, I'm ready to go. Let's go. You know, my mind's going. I walk in there like, what's up, y'all? Well, maybe not like that, but... You know, just super energy, super positive, smiling already because I've been thinking good thoughts since I woke up this morning. Yeah. And they're, you know, they might be sitting there on their fifth interview kind of over the same dumb questions. I get in there all happy. They're all excited now to hear what I got to say. And of course, I drop I drop it like it's hot on them niggas all day. You know, I feel like I was doing that subconsciously, but not being aware of it led to more days where you forget to do it or you let yourself fall to the negativity sometimes which is just a part of life, you know, and you kind of fall off a little bit, then you just get back to your natural state. But now knowing it and being more aware of it, you're more proactive about it. So if you know something bad happened, you went to sleep upset or something, you know when you wake up, it's time to turn up because you can create your own happiness. I think what, for me, I began to realize, well, I kind of just, I really don't know anything about the damn secret until... I actually watched a secret. Yeah. You know, uh, prior to that, um, I didn't know anything about this stuff in college about how powerful the mind is. It wasn't until I got my first job, uh, working for a marketing company where we were in like big box retailers, like Sam's club and Costco's selling stuff from a six foot table, uh, trying to get people to buy things that they had no intention of buying when they went in there. Uh huh. And then, you know, it was a whole group mindset team thing, mentorship. And my mentor, she had bought for me the book, Think and Grow Rich. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. By uh, Napoleon Hill. And um, I didn't read that book with it. I, didn't, I wasn't a reader back then. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's exciting. I probably read like a couple of pages, heard the audio version, like for a couple of chapters. But the mindset, this the idea of like, yeah, you can actually think yourself into what you want to be or what you want to do you can think about the amount of money you want to make mm-hmm. and set dates for it and like just focusing on it and it will come to you yeah and like i was i was perplexed by that idea but it kind of made sense but then it did, i didn't really understand it uh-huh. um so fast forwarding a little bit when i first got and started in herb life shortly after i started that job i wanted to put on weight i was so focused on gaining weight that um, you know, going from 175 to at least 185, that was my goal. Mm-hmm. Everything I did, I kept thinking about, okay, this is how I'm going to get weight. I'm gaining weight this way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to gain it. 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 And I eventually actually gained that extra weight. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. I gained it. Awesome. 
still didn't understand what the hell was going on because I was just thinking with a positive mindset. If anything that I had learned in that year, 2013, was how to have a positive mindset. Think positively. Yeah. Personal development. Um, but then I watched The Secret. I think it was April 2014. This girl or this uh, mentor leader, her name is Destiny Rosales. Uh, she's from Dallas, Texas. Super cool girl. Uh-huh. Um, she had told people that one of the favorite books that she ever read was The Secret. And she never said what The Secret was, but she kept saying, go read The Secret. Go watch it on YouTube. And I went home and I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, bing, 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 bing. Right. Oh, it's exactly how I felt. This is what it is. Yeah. This is what I've been missing. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't know that this is exactly what I was doing to myself or what was happening to me of all these relative events because I was thinking it in my head. Exactly. And I was focusing on it so much that it actually manifested in reality. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, even when I first watched it, I still didn't completely like get it, get it. But yo, life changed for me after I watched that. Definitely. Yeah. It took me the second time to really let it sink in. Like I watched it. I had seen it in like product placements and different things on like in on TV shows and right. in movies and being talked about like on a YouTube video or something. I had seen it, but I never looked up what it was because I was like, it sounds very cryptic and fucking conspiracy theory ish. <laughs> you are you know, a conspiracy but I'm a conspiracy theorist. theorist so I was automatically <laughs> like this is probably like some Illuminati death secret whatever kind of shit right so like it was in this show called Weeds right it was in one of the episodes <laughs> where one of, <laughs> the concept behind that is the main chick is like a suburban mom but she's a drug dealer yeah and she just becomes a bigger and bigger and bigger drug dealer right and one of the other big drug dealers gave her the book in the show kind of to grow the business. They didn't explain it. They're like, you know, read this and it'll get you, you know, the knowledge you seek or whatever, some kind of shit like that. Yeah. You know, and then they showed the cover of it as they were handing it and that was it, you know? But I was like, all right, man, what the hell is this? So I went on YouTube and I tapped in the secret and the video came up, but then there was also a bunch of other videos. And one of the videos I saw was that uh, celebrities talk about the law of attraction. And the next one was the secret, blah, 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 law of attraction. So I go, okay, well, What's his law of attraction shit? So I clicked the one with the celebrities and it was like all these people that I respected. It was like Oprah, uh, Jim Carrey, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, all these different actors that I know. I see their Mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. I know who they are. Everyone knows who they are. And they're talking about these concepts and ideas that I think that were from. I related to it because I like, oh, I've done that before. I think like that, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Then they started talking about the actual book, The Secret. Steve Harvey was talking about it. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. Maybe this is something because all these celebrities are saying it, you know, and these are like real people where I know they're not going to sit there and bullshit and lie about it. Like, right, right. They're not trying to sell me the secret, you know what I mean? And they're legitimate A list celebrities. Exactly. They're not like just your run of the mill. Like uh, Oprah Winfrey's a billionaire. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey is everywhere. Like, like the guy. Yeah, you know? There's a Washington. Still gets women's panties wet. I know. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, I know. <laughs> no, somebody was talking about him like earlier today. Yeah. And it was funny. Or it was a YouTube video I was watching. But um, so I was like, fuck it. So I watched it with more of an open mind than I had when I looked it up in the first place. So I was watching it and it did give off this kind of like secret, mystic, cryptic shit in the beginning and 
the background music and uh, the score of it was very, you know, you know, back in whatever. A lot of reverb on the vocals to make it sound like all effecty and shit. Right. Uh, but the messages and what they were saying was all just like, whoa, this is what, you know, blowing my mind. Like, I think like this, this is a real thing. I could actually do this more to become more successful and blah, 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 you know, and learned all that, blew my mind. Then we met each other through work, started talking about this book. And I thought that in itself was like, oh shit, this is the secret. Somebody else that watched it, you know, <laughs> like, that's cool. It did kind of trip me out. Yeah, and then after we started talking about that, I went back and watched it again, and that's when I had my first, like, law of attraction moment, moment, you know? (laughs) Jinx! Jinx. Uh, So what happened was, at that point, I was really focusing on my music and shit, and J. Cole's, like, my favorite rapper out right now. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He's been my guy, you know? So he's been my guy for a minute. Dreamville, their whole camp, what they're about, I fuck with it hardcore. So I was listening to that, writing my music, uh, and I just want, I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick an intention and I'm gonna put it out in the universe. I'm gonna visualize it, all that. So my thing was, I wanted to be signed to Dreamville Records, and I imagined, you know, walking through a, I've never been to an airport given, like inside, never been on a plane, but I was visualizing, like, walking. You've never out. been on a plane? Nah. I told somebody that. I was like, I don't think Luis has ever flew and flown before. Nah. Like, really? I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he may have gone to L.A. like one time, I think, but I don't no. think he's ever, no. No, it's more of like, I never really had, everyone in my family has. I'm just the only one that hasn't. Um, I never had been in an, op- not an opportunity, but like when I went to Vegas, we drove because we were road tripping. Yeah. And every time we've gone to L.A., my dad's from L.A., so the drive to him is like a half hour in his mind. Yeah. So we always just drove. We never flew. And then as far as that, whatever. But yeah, I never been on a plane, but I was visualizing like walking out of the terminal, like so vivid, like we're all seeing people's faces, like I was seeing seats and like trash and shit. Like I was just laying in my bed. It was like five in the morning. I just watched it because my mind was just running, visualizing like get, sitting on the plane and looking out the window and seeing the people driving their little trek things. You know what I mean? Like on TV yeah. and shit. Yeah. I was seeing all this shit. And then I saw like my phone getting an alert from Twitter and J. Cole's tweeting me and this, this and that. And then... Uh, I so I go back, I stop the visualization, go on Twitter, and I say I'm up early when everybody else is asleep doing the work that's gonna get me signed to Dreamville. And I added their Twitter name, added J. Cole, and then I added a couple people from their camp. Go about my day, go to sleep, wake up, working on music all day. Around 7 p.m. the next day, my phone goes off. Yeah. And I get a, a tweet from J. Cole's producer, Elite, who's the guy who produced that song, Crooked Smile. And I had actually watched a documentary about that song with J. Cole and him like a month before that, right? <laughs> and so I get the tweet that says his name, and it was like, it was, he was talking about my Twitter name because I had changed my Twitter name the day before to DJ Chick-fil-A Sauce. Right. After like DJ Mustard, but I'm like, Chick-fil-A Sauce is way better than Mustard ever will be. I think that's tight. <laughs> so he tweeted me, and he was like, yo, that name was hilarious, blah, 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 you know what I mean? And then he sent me a DM and was talking on the dm to me and shit and i was like whoa hold up what the fuck just happened like i was so hyped dude like it was crazy like and i go and i click on this thing and i'm like checking to see if everything links up and i'm like that is him i click on the website oh shit that's the video i just watched right, right i look right, on right. the credits for the songs like that's him like this is real life happening right now and yeah it wasn't given it wasn't about my music 
just the fact that I visualized being in contact and communication with them mm-hmm. and their camp and having someone literally who could have been sitting next to J. Cole at the time he tweeted me kind of shit in the studio or something. Right. Having that direct line to where I intended it to go. You know what I'm saying? It made you really realize that your it was thoughts, like, yo, this is like real. brought this shit to, to life. Yeah. Right. And then the next day we went and we played poker at the homie's house. And I told, I think I told you about it that day. I know I told them we were playing poker and I started visualizing in my head winning hands. I hated you that night. Yeah. Ah, I was, I was like, killing it. You were like, I had already thought about it in my head before we got there. And this fool, yep. mind you, I suck at poker. And the probably reason why is because I always think I'm going to lose. So therefore, I always lose. Right. And this fool, Luis, was when he took home like all everything. Yeah. Like he took home everything. And now there's like nine or ten of us playing. And this Oh man And I was like bro He was like He kept texting me The secret bro The secret And I was like I'm gonna use the secret too But I couldn't really use the secret Because I still had a heaviness Of a doubt That I was gonna lose anyway So that thought of losing Yeah Because I I hate gambling Because I think I'm gonna lose Every time I put my money Out on the table Mm -hmm. And every time I have gambled Even if it was penny slots I lose everything So I was like I'm still gonna lose I'm still gonna lose But I can win I can win I can win I can win No Yeah No I hated you though. <laughs> this fool had all the chips, right? Like hey, stacks on stacks dude, on stacks. This is how I've done it the last like four or five times we've played, and I've won. Every, if I didn't win the whole plot, we or pot, we split the pot. So me and somebody else won together, right? And this has happened like the last four times in a row that I've gone to play poker with them. It's like crazy. Like so, it was that, and then the moment we talked about this in the very first episode when we went downtown, and we we're like, we're gonna have a great night. We're going to create our own fun. People are going <laughs> to come to us. Parking spot. Parking spot. That was like, okay. This is that, real. That one is what really, really, even it being the smallest thing, that one set it off the most to me because we literally were, for one, it wasn't just me in my head where I can be like, oh, this is a coincidence. I know. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. we were together. We were verbalizing this. We literally said, let's think about this parking spot. And it fucking just like this right parking spot is going to pop up right here and the car in front of us drove right past it. Exactly. And it was like, wait, you could have had the opportunity to turn here. We know you're looking for a parking spot too and you just drove right past this open parking spot that was perfect for us. Yeah. Like a block, if not right there in front of the club. Exactly. So I was like, all right, well, we both just said that it was going to happen. That happened. Right, that right, whole right. night, everything that happened that night for the most part, we lightweight talked about it happening. Have like, you ever had an intention of getting on a plane? Because I'm getting you on one. <laughs> no, I do. Like, uh, Where you want to go travel to? I want to go visit my cousins in New York. But in New York, okay. I want to also do a smaller flight first just to kind of get used to it because <laughs> I know how I am. Like, I haven't been on one for opportunity, but the second reason is I also kind of I would have a fear of it, a okay. phobia, you know what I mean? Like okay. I watched a – when I was young, I watched movies where like planes would blow up and shit. They right. were just kind of movies that were out. So it's imprinted in my head, you know, so I don't know. I know I'm gonna get over that. that crash in cars than I know. actually die in planes. Yeah, and then also my college graduation. The campus is in Florida. Okay. And if we plan on going there for my You're graduation, gonna I'm gonna have to fly, or else I'll just 
sit in on Skype or something. But I want my mom and my family they want to go out there for that. So yeah, I'm like, hell rare. yeah. It's rare that planes crash. Yeah. So freaking rare. I know, but you could have a better chance of winning the lottery or being a millionaire than a plane crash. Yeah. Well, there was that. And then it turned 9 11 happened. And that I was 12 years old. And that was uh, another fear, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, it was just little things. Like, I don't, I'm things. not like, it's not like something I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't care. I'm fucking so scared of planes. What happened if you got in the plane? I don't know. I just think the first sign of turbulence, I might start freaking out a little bit. Uh, uh, so you're going to have to start changing your mindset because if you think thoughts of crashing and the overwhelming, uh, okay. having that no Let me control, explain this too. I'll be like, no, don't think that no, way. That's the thing is like, since this, that is intensified because I know that if those thoughts start popping up, I start having right. crazy thoughts. Now I believe that that shit's going to happen. Like, I refuse to go watch that movie San Andreas. Well, you know there's a delay though, right? Yeah, I know, but it's like if, if you're constantly things, thinking yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm sitting on the plane freaking out, that's what's going to be happening in my head. And I'm like, yo, just give you know, me a Xanax or something. You know what I do? I just pray. Oh, yeah. When I get in the, when that's I get all the plane I'd be doing. and I start having those thoughts, I pray, I give it to God, and I'm like, just protect us and Definitely. just guide us from one destination to the next. I'm going to wake up, I'm going to land, and everything's going to be okay. And you know what? I'm still here. <laughs> there you go. I'll do that. When I work a job and I had all these different things going on, still yeah. while trying to be the popular person, still having my friends. Pretty much what she just did is she got actively involved in each everything that I did. I was gonna so hit on that, when I yeah. was trying to run a modeling business, she was like my lead model and she was like my liaison between the other models. So she yeah. would say, Hey, okay, I'll call the other girls, I'll get them going. You know, I made her my main chick as mm -hmm. far as modeling, so I didn't have to put another modeling chick as my as my primary one. Yeah. She was my main one. So she every time we had business or something, she'd be right there along with me mm -hmm. because it was something that I wanted to do. She helped me to do it and she supported me along the way. When yeah. I wanted to be a photographer, she let me practice my shots on her. You know, um, she got people that were interested in me taking photos so that I could practice. Um, and she understood if I had to go do something, like I had to go do it. If I was promoting parties, she would promote parties and pass off flyers with me. Yeah. If, uh, you know, she still had her job too. She still had her friends. But like, honestly, she put her her she surrounded what i was doing because she supported me so much uh -huh. with the aspects of her life to where they integrated they were a part of each other so she wasn't fighting against my drive and ambition and things that i wanted to do with her primary wants and desires not to say that i didn't meet them mm -hmm. but instead of being somebody that was fighting it all the time she just got with the program and, and joined me and was like i support you babe yeah. you know you're gonna run this bit if it failed then it failed i went back to just hanging out with her and it was no problem yeah but you know i look at now even though probably i'm more involved now there are women out there that they want to be reassured that they're number one yeah and even though you tell them it's like hey listen like check this out i really have this desire to be a millionaire or to run my own business, or I really feel the need to read more books and be more educated in this program, this video that I want to do. And, you know, it, even amongst all this stuff that I have going on, 
I still got to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. I still got to be a son. I still got to be a big brother. I got grandparents, you know, that live next door to me that, you know, are getting older. They need somebody to go and check in on them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I got grass and my father, you know, is waiting for somebody else to step up and cut the grass. You know, yeah. there's yard work that has to be done. And then on top of that, you know, you, you got to sleep. You got to eat. I got to be healthy. I got to work out. I got all these other things that I have to do. And yeah, I would love to have a girl or woman that I could call mine and, and, you know, we could hang out and be partners in crime together. Yeah. But then they're not necessarily first on the list. Yeah. Because my dreams and ambition, my family, my education and my growth to me are more important because I plan on being a provider for my family and a protector for my family mm-hmm. and a successful person for my family. Yeah. And I feel like you can love and you can be happy and you can sleep in the bed and cuddle and you can go on dates and all of stuff's fine and gravy. But if that's not contributing to those end goals that I've set for myself, then yeah. it's not going to be on my list of priorities. Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like dealing with an ambitious, goal-driven, working men mentality type person, uh, people treat it like like fitness, right? So they see all these fit people, which would translate to all the successful people. They yeah. see like everybody who's fit, who works out, who does all this, this and that. They want it. They can't wait. They like jump on it. They go sign up for a gym. They go buy product or, you know, start trying to change their diet. And then they realize that there's actual everyday work that goes into it. It's not just you sign up for the gym and then you get in shape. You have to go to the gym. You got to work out. You have to be in pain. You have to actually diet and structure your eating plans and all of that. All of these things have to work in order to reach the goal of being fit and in shape. Yeah. You know, and that's why people drop out and they quit because they can't handle it. They weren't expecting all that. It's the same thing. If you want an ambitious person to be in a relationship with who has potential and all of this stuff, there's work. There's everyday work. There's grind. There's, you know, moments where you're not going to have the time that you might feel like you want or deserve or whatever. You're not going to have that every single time because this person has this project due for school and he works this many hours at work and he has this thing he project he has to do to get this to do this you know all of these things have to work in order for him to be the success that you fell in love with when you first met him yeah you know what i'm saying oh trust me i know yeah. what you're saying I, you know you i know me. what you're saying i've been but there. for the people out there it's like yeah you know like there in all reality there aren't as many guys with this mind state as there are guys without it like the ratios are. Oh yeah, no, there's you know? there's plenty of men out there that are happy with working. Some guys that don't like to work, they work 25 hours a week. Cool, they're happy with mm-hmm. that. You know, they get to spend more time with their girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I don't. There's a, a coworker of mine, and you know, when you're working at the job, you're always talking about personal relationships and things mm-hmm. you got going on. And I began to realize that her boyfriend is very similarly mine his mindset is just like mine mm-hmm. you know he's in school he's uh he's working really hard on like one or two jobs or he got a business project that he's working on he's got his hand in so many different pots that 
she doesn't really get that much time with him. Yeah. And then she comes in, you know, she understands it, but then she also airs frustration because true indeed, I've heard some stories where I'm like, you know what, that if he would have made that time, you know, he knows that, hey, I'm only giving you one night a week. Mm-hmm. He should have made that night important. So there's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a still a balance. Like if you're going to Definitely. have a relationship, but still be this ambitious working man that's striving for all these goals, you know, also realize that, when you do give your time to her, you got to be able to give your time to her. Exactly. But even though it's not going to be every single freaking day, yeah. it might be two days a week, one day a week. But if all your other time dedicated to becoming a better man, and then you give that one, your time to that girl that you want to be that girl, yeah. you, you better give her 150% of your time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she's waiting for you. She's being patient for you. Yeah. And, you know, she's not the type that's like, hey, uh, I'm mad because you're working. No, she's supporting you. But, you know, that's 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 the kind of the side of the thing about it. that's a challenge. You have to make sure that yeah. you're that you can remove yourself from all these other um, things that occupy your mind and give your time to her. Yeah. But. Again, we're talking about, you know, friends, relationships. I can tell you, when I was in college, bro, I had people that call my phone. My phone was blown up. It would be 6 o'clock in the morning. Somebody called my phone for something. If I was promoting Why parties. Why the hell are you calling my phone? I got text messages. I got Facebook messages. I got people asking me the dumbest, stupidest questions. Remember that stupid video? Yeah. Remember, like, uh, your party, party on flight? Saturday? Right. <laughs> your party on Saturday it was a Friday. Fool, did you read the flyer? Stop calling my phone asking me this dumb shit. Yeah. Well, you know, uh... People asking to get in for free all the time. Yeah. Oh, man, come on. It's my party. Like, I invest the money in it. Why don't you just pay to get in? Because I'm trying to make some money from it. Right. Uh, I always have my phone blowing up, bro. Yeah. I get nobody blow my phone up now. <laughs> <laughs> I, had the lo- I have the driest phone. My phone has had no ringing sex in a long time. <laughs> it is, like, so dry. I got one person that calls my phone. And even then, it's like maybe once a day, twice a day, if I'm lucky. And I don't get nobody else to close my phone. Yeah. It's so dead. I don't get no text messages. You and like three other people are like always on the top of my text messages. list. <laughs> and everybody else is like three months ago, one message exchange. Yeah. What's up? Uh, nothing. I'm working. All right. Hit me back. And that's it. Yeah, man. It sucks. But I'm like, hey, that's okay, though, because when I make it to where I want to be, and they're going to be like, bro, that's where Matt's been. And he's been putting in some really hard work. And look at him. He's shining on the stars, man. Right. You know? Right. He's not looking up at him no more. He's up there with the stars, man. I think. Then they'll respect him. Then they'll call my phone and ask me for some money. Right. <laughs> um, I just thought of this right now, like, just kind of reflecting on myself. Um. I feel like an ambitious guy, I'm, I'm gonna speak to guys specifically. They gonna love me for my you ambition. Know? An ambitious, driven, goal-oriented man, which every woman loves, you know. We don't necessarily want a girlfriend-type female. We want a wifey-type female. And I mean that in the sense of, we want a female who's gonna be completely down for you and everything you're about. She supports you and your goals and your dreams and your ambitions. She lifts you up. She keeps you motivated. You know what I'm saying? And in turn, you can incorporate her into the life you are building like you would your wife. 
like you were saying earlier. You know what I'm saying? A girlfriend in the frame of a relationship with a girlfriend, it's more of the whole like uh how do I say it? It's like it can be that way, but then that chick's eventually going to get wifed up. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. wifey potential is there. When you're younger and you're dating girls, you're more just kind of figuring out what you like, what you don't like. You know, you go on a couple of dates with this chick and realize I don't like her negative attitude. <laughs> this isn't going to work out. Or I don't like how clingy this chick is. This sure isn't going to work out. Yep. Or I don't like this chick's family. Yep. Their family don't like me. Yep. This might not work out. Nope. You know, you're figuring all that kind of stuff out with girlfriends. With a wifey, all of that stuff is already accounted for and she's completely like not to say that she can't have a life she doesn't have a life that's not what i'm saying at all like you're just as incorporated into her success as she is into yours the whole theory that i brought up in that king of the castle episode episode five Mm -hmm. the the working men are looking for that because we are kings in our own right we are queens in our own right for the females and we're looking for that counterpart who is on that level who isn't a peasant Who's going to bring us down? Who's going to hate on us for wanting to be successful, for not being satisfied with where we're at now? Preach! Because they're satisfied with where they're on. Oh, hold on. Oh, Go ahead, bro. brother Luis. Bro, this is going back to my last relationship. Yes. So back in the last one, this is. I got happy feet listening to you, oh, brother. Yeah. This I got is the happy reason. feet. Woo-hoo. I've been single for years at this point. Ah, right? No, don't tell me that, though. No, I'm my just keeping it real. Check down. this out. No, but I. There's been plenty of opportunities where I could have, you know, hooked up with this chick, gone out with this chick, dated this chick, whatever. And I backed out or did whatever uh, because I wasn't feeling it for some reason. And I'm understanding the reason was because my last chick was at a place in life she was comfortable with. And that place was of um, she was always at home. So she always wanted to be on the phone with me because she wasn't out doing things with other people. Whereas I'm social. I had lots of friends. I was hardly ever home. Yet she wanted to be on the phone talking, texting, you know, falling asleep on the phone, this, this and that. You know, and I'm going to school. I'm working two jobs. I work for the state and for Office Max at this point. You know, I'm out here making my money, going to school still, being social, talking to people and then trying to invest time into the relationship with her. But she had all her free time. She was trying to invest in me. And she would get upset that our priorities weren't the same. Like, my priorities can't be the same because I'm doing all these things with my life. Just because you're not, yeah. don't hate on me for that. So if you have an ambitious guy. She was like the rock holding down your boat so you could She was the anchor, upstream. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm over here trying to run and she's the parachute thing, like, putting wind in my sails, like, holding me back. Shoot, hey! You know, close up. I'm like, Stop let me, I'm about to cut a hole in you, bitch. Let me free. You know, <laughs> you know, but uh, like with an ambitious guy, a driven guy, a goal oriented guy, he has a, a layout. He knows how he's going to get there. He knows the steps, the moves. He's out here trying to make moves so that he can be he can hit those success checkpoints and hit that dream. You know what I'm saying? And he wants you to be in the dream with him. Yeah, we want we when we become our visioned selves of the future, right? Matt Concept and Lucid. When we become what we want to be in the future, we definitely don't want to be there, you know, 30, 35 years old with no one to share it with. 
You know what I'm saying? Jay Z wants his Beyonce. I was like Vince from Entourage. I wouldn't mind dating a couple bad chicks every couple of weeks. Yeah, but then that's that's a different (laughs) mind state. You know what I'm saying? That's get your rocks off as you go along. You know what I'm saying? I'm just playing. I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, you know, (laughs) it wouldn't be bad. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. As I climb the ladder, so does the the the, you know the the women look better. It's okay, exactly. But that's just not the case, right? You go to you go you go to Costco and taste the samples on the way. To the checkout, yeah, you know what I mean, of course. But but who am I? As far out? as no, it's like well, checking well, out is like getting married. Yeah, buying the food to take home. Right. Getting the samples is just, oh, this look good. Let me try this real quick. I ain't gonna <laughs> buy it though. I ain't gonna buy it though. But that shit tastes I'll good. Put you right back to somebody else. You know, and you. I'm gonna come back around with a mustache and get another one. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna be whatever. Getting too deep. <laughs> Not to knock on Netflix because it's a very popular idea. Oh, I um, love Netflix, but I hate it. Ah, uh, so easy to get lost in hours on there. I'll just say Wasting this: wasting time. I don't know if there's a successful person out there that has Netflix, millionaire that has Netflix, but I probably. I'm pretty sure there's celebrities who watch Netflix. Probably celebrities. And probably when I retire at 35-ish, 30, 35 I bet you that they have it just to have it. Yeah. But the majority of the time, they only get to watch it on those, like, vacations where they have, like, yeah. no business, nothing going on. Yeah. And they're just like, I just want to relax and do what regular people do. I'm going to watch some Netflix. I'm already paying eight bucks a month. Right. I don't even see it come out of my account because I have so much other things going on. My account is so big. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and uh, you know, and, and use this. But anyway, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah man, it, it kind of makes me mad when I think about it and I look around and I see these people around me becoming successful at different things. And I see people just making shit happen mm-hmm. in different areas of life. I see young people doing it and, and people my age doing it. Did you, did I, I don't know if I said this in one of the episodes, but did you know one of the most hurtful things is relativity. When you can look at somebody relatively compare themselves to you, mm-hmm. same age, maybe same area they were born in, same economic, you know, lifestyle, and you look at them and they're like, why are they more successful than me? And then when you see that, it hurts. You're I remember like, the first time I had that experience. Uh, that's why they say don't go to a school reunion because you go to a school reunion and you see other people that are doing 10 times better than you're doing. You're just like, what the fuck, bro? Fuck my life. Right? Yeah. The first time I had that experience, I was at a King's Open practice. Mm-hmm. And this was right when... All the new incoming rookies. Excuse my house phone. It's all. I don't know if they can hear it. Probably will. Probably. But all the new incoming rookies <laughs> started to be born in 1990, and I'm like, so this this fool's my. It was Tyreek Evans. His birthday is like a week before mine. Yeah. Tyreek Evans. Same age as me. I work at Little Caesars. No, no, no. I was working at the state. I work at the state, making decent money, blowing it. Not appreciated. I was like 18. Actually, no. He came in. He was like 20. So I was working at off Target. Mm-hmm. Working at Target, hating life. Mm-hmm. Hating life. Right. Sitting in these seats that I paid money to sit in. Yeah. To watch this fool shoot baskets. And he's my age. Where did I fuck up? <laughs> that was what I was thinking. And I sat there pissed off. It, it messed with me a little bit. Like, I'm like, man... 
ain't this some shit? And then just looking through the roster at all the rookies and shit, I'm like, this nigga's younger than me. This nigga's the same age. This is a little bit older than me. Nonetheless, these niggas got millions now. Yeah. And I'm over here counting pennies to see if I can get a corn dog in this motherfucker with an icy. Yeah, so let me tell you, like, Friday and Saturday, you know, those are the days I work my doubles from, like, 8.30 in the morning to midnight, 2 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Just horrible days. Really? Absolutely horrible, miserable days. Um, I had, like, the most queasiest, worst stomach ache on Friday morning. Uh, actually, all of day Friday. I just bubble was guts? Like, uh, it kind of, no, it was just honestly, it was more like I was just that queasy, nauseated. Like, it's my energy is like drained. A I, honestly, my weekend started from Thursday. I'm just gonna start. We're gonna start from Thursday, all okay? Right, all right. I never closed the community center on Thursday, but it was my first day closing on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I forgot to bring my food with me, so I ended up having to go out and buy food. Okay. One of my food decisions was Del Taco. Because I was like, I don't want to spend any money. I should have brought food, but I'm trying to be on a budget. So let me just buy something that's relatively cheap. Okay. I fucked myself up for buying something that's cheap. I put it in my body. My body's like, what the hell is this? We do not have to absorb this. We are shitting it out right away. Okay. (laughs) It was like only in my body for like an hour and a half, two hours max before I was on the toilet in pain. I knew it was the tacos because I put hot sauce on them and my ass was on fire. And was like, it's burning. Ah! Oh my God. So I was, I was hurting on Thursday night. Okay. Hurting and squirting. So take this into the next morning, you know, breakfast time. Uh, I'm probably still getting out some remnants hurting. You know, I take this to work pretty much. I am unable to eat, so I'm lazy, not lazy, but I'm fatigued, I'm sore, (laughs) my stomach is queasy, I'm not having a good day. Yeah. So then I go have to go to work, and I have to work a double. You know, I kind of come up my double, uh, you know, at the community center, okay, Um, but then I had clothes by myself, so that wasn't fun, because I had to lock up the entire place by myself on a Friday night. Yeah. All right, so now we're going into Saturday. Saturday. I'm pretty tired already. I'm exhausted. Had a horrible Friday. Uh, Saturday was rough at the bank. Like, I'm telling you, we had, like, the worst possible transaction issues and circumstances. Like, all these long people with attitudes. I feel like everybody had attitude on Saturday. Yeah, everybody yeah, came to me with, like, the worst. Everybody out there, bro. Everybody was everybody, I feel like my energy was being projected and reflected back at me. So because I was feeling miserable and upset. I was just going to say the secret, bro. Everybody was giving me, like, my mindset was perceiving miserable, upset people. Yeah. Like, nobody was happy. I couldn't smile at nobody. I had just absolutely no energy for this. Yeah. All right. Um, and, and, and then, you know, we got done with that. So <laughs> here's the funny thing that happened on Saturday. There was an African party because I had to work from like four. I had like work from three thirty to like one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. um, at the community center. And there was a party, African party. It was a birthday party. Yeah. These fools had like over like 250, 300 people come out to this uh, ballroom event. 
okay. you know there was like over 220 chairs um africans i i gotta say i love the africans the way they dress they are so colorful the fabrics and the clothes they look yeah. like you know big grown-up onesies in a, in, in a <laughs> sense like colorful designer pajamas yeah. with uh bejewels on them right. <laughs> looking like wood panels yes just looking wonderful looking you fresh. know uh but uh have you ever like question yourself have you ever dated an african woman yes yes well it was like nigerian african ethiopian ethiopian you but know like it wasn't like serious dating but what, what is it about african women that they have such deep voices <laughs> like they be like, I want some. I, I want some spoon. Where the spoon at? Hey, come here. I need to ask you a question. I I don't know, understand this. Like, please tell me right now. I'm like, lady, hold on, come there. No, I need to figure this out right now. Where is the kitchen? I need to talk on the fan. It's too hot in here. And he be like, okay, like, and every woman you talk to, every woman you talk to walks super slow. First of all, actually, all African women walk hella slow. They walk so <laughs> slow, like, their asses are so big, they just have to, like, take the time. I swear. <laughs> Talk about black people time. Africans arrive in, like, the latest of black people time because they take forever to get there. They're from a different time zone. They're man. from a different time zone. <laughs> Look, the party, they Oops. rented out the facility at 10. The party was supposed to start at 3. Nobody got there until after 6 o'clock. Really? <laughs> Holy shit. Nobody got there after 6 o'clock. Are they even coming? It's right. You know, it's like, where are people at? I don't understand. Tell me what now. Tell me where did it come from? And I'm like, lady, like, calm the hell down. And I feel like you can't talk to an African woman because they're so aggressive. You know, like, they give you the directions, but they yeah. talk in such a deep voice and they spit the words at you in such, like, fierce ferocity. You're just like, I don't want to ever, like, I don't want. I don't want to have. I don't want to have to battle her. Like yeah. I don't want to get in an argument because she might win. <laughs> like I'll be afraid to talk to an African girl and call her house phone and her father pick up. And I'd be like, "Hey, girl." He'd be like, "No, this is her father." I'm like, "Ooh, I'm sorry." You know, she got a deep voice. I thought, you know, you, you don't know whether it's daddy or her brother, her mama, because they all got the same voice. <laughs> oh hell, weak. <laughs> I was like, okay, y'all are crazy, but. These people are supposed to leave at 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, they just now breaking out into the dance floor. Oh, my God. Okay, so we didn't get to leave on time. The, these people didn't leave until 1230. They say two and a half hours past their time. Damn. Okay, me and Austin are the last ones to clean it up, bust it down. Like, it was just, it was crazy. So being that it was a long day, I had a friend from the UK. She was like, hey, I need you to promise me you're going to go out tomorrow. You're going to get in the outdoors, walk in, you know, go hiking, go hit a trail, experience something. I was like, cool. So I took my sister and my cousin out to Rancho Seco Park, okay. uh, you know, go experience. I heard they got a trail out there called the Howard Ranch Trail, walking trail. Mm -hmm. Saw some pictures. I was like, all right, cool. This would be a nice walk. Man, listen, it would be great if this was anywhere else besides California when we're in a drought, because all I saw was foxtails, wheatgrass, and brown everywhere we walk in the dirt. <laughs> there is nothing naturistic about it at all. There is no green. There is no animals or plants or bugs or flowers. I saw polka dotted crickets and one uh, praying mantis that blended in somehow with the grass, and we were able to spot it out of nowhere. But that's it. I didn't see nothing else. Like, it was a seven-mile trail. When we got to mile two, they was like, turn left to go hit mile three. And when I looked, all I saw was just field. And I was like, I am not walking 
four miles in the sun with no trees in sight <laughs> to go walk through this empty ass safari <laughs> right with nothing out there Get bit by a motherfucking rattlesnake that was what i was afraid of i was looking around for the rattlesnakes i heard Fuck they all that. over the place i ain't down with that so yeah by the time i got done man you know being baked in the sun walking four miles in the middle of nowhere you know i wanted to go on a trail a hike and uh yeah i was dead but that's how my weekend went <laughs> my weekend was crazy i had a fun weekend though looking back at it the mafrican's been killing me man <laughs> <laughs> i know man i had to do a, a jamaican party oh yeah bruh that was turned up. I bet it was turned, so turned up. up. Oh, you guys can't see the dance he just did, but I saw three different women do that dance, kind of like a a very rhythmic shimmy. All oh, right, it's like it's like they take all the weight they got from their chest and their ass and they swing around in circles. Yeah, <laughs> very rhythmic. Very rhythmic, bro. Like, ah, oh. it was funny because it made me realize the cultural differences between America. And other cultures like Jamaicans, for instance, like yeah, like there's an obsession with twerking here in America, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like all oh, these yeah. young kids are trying to do it, and all the the older people are like, "What the hell is this?" Uh, you know. And then there it was like the grandmas was twerking, like not twerking like American twerking, <laughs> but just like they got ass and they know how to move it. Or they get like, on all fours, they do like the little downward <laughs> Not all that, but like just their natural <laughs> dancing is very like. Yeah. I don't want to say sexual because like they don't do it in like a sexual way, so to speak. You know, it didn't seem it. They were all just dancing on the floor. There was kids on the floor, <laughs> old guys yeah. on the floor, old women on the floor, young people. They were all just dancing, you know. Yeah. But it was just like ass everywhere, and it was just like, fuck, you know, like oh. grandma over there could get it. I remember the Jamaican reggae parties where they would have like uh, they would find a wall or a pipe or something. They'd be like, bah, 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 oh yeah. Bah, bah. They'd be, I'm like, what the hell are you banging? And they'd be like, ah, ah. Oh, they're just screaming and making all this noise. Yeah. I'm just like, man, y'all are crack. I would love to go to a Jamaican party. It was it was crack. And the food, oh, my God. The food. Oh, yes. So much oh food. Oh, my gosh. So delicious Jamaican smelling. food. It was bomb. It was cracking. I was, ugh, bro, oxtails, some curry goat or curry, curry chicken, jerk chicken. Like their cabbage and macaroni and cheese with the beans and rice. Oh, yeah. bro. Oh, bro. I don't Every know what the hell I was eating, but it was good. It was good, right? Yeah, they had, they turned the lights off and just had the black lights on in that moment. Oh, yeah. They had, going so hard on the ping pong. Really? So hard <laughs> like, on the ping pong. No, like. <laughs> like so hard. Like, I was like, yo, real talk. They could give Forrest Gump a run for his money. Wow. They was going hard. Ping pong scares me because I don't have the control to keep the ball on the table. Yeah. Like that. You got to hit it on, like, it has to hit their table one time at least before they can hit it. Man, that's difficult as it is. First website that I got on was OkCupid. This is about the month of July, October, right when I started doing Herbalife. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working my marketing job, started going on the OkCupid okay website, and found this young lady. Uh, can't remember her name, thank God. And I saw that she had lots of headshots and only one full body. And that full body was like, like somebody standing at a national park taking picture of a water fountain. They're fucking far away. <laughs> and the background's hella big. Yeah. And you're like, 
Are you covered up? I can't tell. What's the shape of your thighs look like? Yeah. Do you have hips? What's your waist size? I'm trying to see. I see she got big ass titties because mm. those are huge. The melons are big. Yeah. But I can't see anything else. And so, you know, we chit chat. I think she hit me up first because I don't think I was that bold to hit her up. But she hit me up. I hear her back. We messaged for a little while and it ended up on the green to meet. We met at the Elephant Bar in Sacramento. Okay. Um, okay. So, in my mind, I'm like, all right, cool. First time date. I haven't had a date in months. It's been forever since I've actually went out with somebody. So, I was like, let's just go see what it is. She's definitely probably not the chick that I'm going to want to end up seeing for a second time, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Driving down the highway, uh, get off my art and pull into the parking lot. I get out, you know, I have like a blue shirt on, jeans. I'm just like kind of open-minded, like, Matt, you be the talker tonight. You know you can do this. You make great conversation. Walking to the bar or the elephant bar, and I looked around, turned to my left, and I see, I guess what would be describe it is clown hair. <laughs> huge, huge, huge head of hair. Like, like, like the type that you would like wear Bozo for Halloween, or like, like, like uh, what's that fool's name from The Simpsons? It, Sideshow Bob. Oh, Sideshow Bob. Ah, like Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but I walk over and I was like, okay, obviously this is her. So I walk over. She recognized me. She stands up. Damn, she's like tall as Andre the Giant. Holy I was very shit. disappointed in that. So I was like, I don't like looking up at women. Yeah, and she's hella tall. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Let's just get through this, you know, be a sport, sit down, start conversation. I can't stop looking at her hair. I like, I almost feel like it's going to fall off. <laughs> but every time she moves, it just like, it's, it is like the biggest fucking head of just tangled weave I've ever seen in my life. I can't be real. It could not be her real hair. Yeah. But it was massively ugly and big. And I have to say, I'm a hair person. Uh I look at women's hair. So do I. I am huge with hair. And that was like, you could pull a cat out of it. She probably hid her tip money in somewhere (laughs) back there. It looked like a a bowl of chow mein. Her car keys, she don't got it. Rob the purse, go ahead. My car keys right here. (laughs) (laughs) And I was was disappointed, but I was like, all right, man, you know what? I just started talking about myself. Uh-huh. Do what I do best. I just started talking. Got through the entire conversation. You know, she was very impressed. Of course I impressed her. This is the kind of guy that I am. Uh-huh. And the bill came. I was so against paying for that date. I was stupid to pick up a check. And she was like, oh, you're going to pay for it? Cool. No! I was so mad. But I was like, I can't take away from my own level of chivalry and gentleman-likeness. And tell her, hell no, I'm not paying for this whole check. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, I'll go ahead and cover it. But that just means we're going to have a second date so you can pay for the next one and I can get my money back. Yeah. And uh, I was so disappointed. So it wasn't but another two months later where we met up again at a Chinese restaurant. And um, she paid for the meal. But the entire time, I talked about another girl that I met off of OkCupid. She was furious well, she was yeah. like why <laughs> did you bring me here if you're only going to talk about another girl right in front of me and i'm paying for the meal i'm surprised she still paid for the meal but she knew she had to pay me back but that was that was that was number one i have other stories but that was number one <laughs> just horrible that's, that's hella funny. funny you know that's why i started to learn headshots and faraway body shots don't go together yeah not at all i feel man 